0: What's up, guys? It's Big Luke here, man of the free studios, freedom of mind, money, and media. And boy, at long last, I'm sitting here with the one, the only IFBB pro, Antonio Diaz. Antonio, thank you so much for being here.
1: Luke, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm just excited for the opportunity.
0: Well, if we're gonna do this the right way, I got to get you to inch that microphone about eight inches closer to your face because you've got too kind of a voice. Are we good, Ruben? We're good. All right, so. When I bring a guest onto this show, yep. the first thing I like to do is introduce the audience to the guest and help them understand how our paths crossed. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I always ask, "Do you remember how we met?"
1: Do I remember the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, we met. Walk man. us through it. <laughs> so, if my memory jogs me correctly, I pandemic happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can say this: pandemic happened. Yeah. The gym shut down. It's open few, floor here, man. You gyms were open. <laughs> yeah um, Rita just happened to, to uh, allow us to come in there Me and the guys mm-hmm. that I trained with And um, I happened to I saw you before you saw me Believe it or not cause I'm like who's this big white dude Like what the heck um, And I'm like he must compete I literally said that to really? myself Really? Yeah so either way I was going to come up to you and ask you All to right. you compete But um, we end up meeting in there And I remember um, The first time there was no engagement yeah. And I don't I think I came up to you or you came. We end up talking somehow But the whole group didn't end up talking No Um and we had literally one conversation and it just took off from there.
0: It took off from there. I was very intimidated because I mean we we live in a day and age and on the man of the free it's a very safe place. yeah. Yeah. Wherever whatever comes from the heart comes out in this show and that's why I love doing this thing. So it was you and two or three other black dudes.
1: Yeah, three no, it was more than that. It was it? It was Houston. About four, yeah, almost five of us. It was like four or five of you, right?
0: And I come in there and I'm this big muscle-bound white dude. And I come in and I'm like, and you never know, right? Because there's so much racial divide in this country that, you know, you approach somebody of other color and you're like, okay, are are they like me where they really don't give two shits what the skin color is? They're more worried about what the merit of character is. Do they have kind of some reservations because of where they're from? And I just need to let them know, hey, listen, I'm friendly territory. Or do they hate white people? Are they one of the, you know, are they just as racist a black person as a white person can be racist? We can yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But I remember just getting a cold shoulder. I remember seeing four or five very strong, proud black dudes. Yeah. And I could just tell that you guys were doing your thing. Yeah. And I I, I threw some nods. Yeah. I threw some smiles. Yeah. I th- and I, I got a cold black wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna really uh try to walk down that path. Yeah. So I just did my thing, I worked out or whatever. Yeah. But I remember watching you and I was yeah. like, God damn, this guy's got a physique. Number yeah. one. Number two. Something about you moved differently than them. They were, they were following. You were leading. That's kind of how I felt. I felt like they were all kind of just you know every one of them acted like they were their own unit, which yeah. to some extent they are. Excuse me, but it was it was very obvious that you were the leader of the pack. Yeah, and obviously you had the most developed physique. So I believe in my memory is not strong, especially yeah. when it comes to things within the, the past couple of years yeah. after my drug usage. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse just to keep it a yeah, buck, yeah. but. Uh, I remember I believe I, I approached you yeah, I believe because I wanted to break the ice because right. it was obvious you you were a talented guy. Yeah. I think Rita told me that you compete and I'm yeah. like, okay, if there's someone in my town and he's doing this and and I'm you know we're kind of walk in the same parallel as far as the physique thing is mm-hmm. concerned I at least want to know the guy I want him to know that I'm a friend I want him to know that you know that I'm good people so I approached you we got to talking and, and it, there the whole concern of racial divide was gone immediately yeah. once we yeah. started talking yeah. um, and then I, I did ask you I did ask you, I was like hey man what's the deal with, with your friends yeah, there yeah, they're yeah. like and you had you had said that you know they're just you know that i looked like the typical white boy probably yeah. coming from you know a, a, a lightly racist background and i remember thinking to myself like man and th- this is just keeping it real i'm thinking i remember thinking to myself like man that's kind of slightly racist in and of itself yeah. that these people saw me and made a prediction without ever once shaking my hand but i also as i think any intelligent human being would yeah i understood right. you know what i mean i understood yeah. so what I wanna do is familiarize these guys with, with the, the reasons that you're here. Okay. Now on my show, the people that I bring on this show are people of, you know, that have merit, that bring value to my audience. Absolutely. I don't ever bring people on the show that I think are just, you know, fun to talk to because we're looking for entertainment yeah. value. Although this show becomes entertaining a lot because we keep it real. Yeah it's not the overall goal of the show. The goal of the show is to bring value to the average Joe, Mm -hmm. the average working class people who are are interested in throwing gas on the little flame that burns inside them to try to become just that much better, right? So I brought you in here because you told me a hell of a story, okay? And before I delve too far into it on my own, why don't you tell the audience Kind of what you know, I'm referring to the the rough comeuppance of Antonio Diaz. What did it look yeah. like for you, very at a very young age, and then kind of what did we progress to?
1: Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, I don't even know how we even got on that topic. That's crazy. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> Must have been that transparent with you, but mm-hmm. um, so I came from, you know, I was given away as a child. You know, I remember being four years old, being escorted down the street by some police officers, um, and I look up, I'm looking in the face of people that I never knew. Um, but they would be taking care of me for the next 10 years of my life. Mm. Um, But what people fail to realize was um, it was an opportunity and I didn't go to force the care, right? However, I experienced, you know, I was, you know, just um, labeled in school as, you know, learning disability. I was on Ritalin, I was in special ed, physically, emotionally, psychologically abused at home. Okay. Um, And just went through a lot. I was kind of hopping around um, and I wasn't stable for a while. Okay. But I, by the time I got five, six, I was pretty stable until I was God, 14. You're talking about
0: these things before you even were five or six years old. Oh, no, I went through Moving a lot from early, to yeah, jumping around. Ruben, can we hear him okay? Okay, bring it a little closer. Um, jumping
1: around because-
0: There you go, perfect. You know, My,
1: my mother was a drug addict. Okay. My father was a drug addict. My father obviously was the reason my mother started using crack. Mm. Both of them were drug addicts and alcoholics, right? My mother, history on my mother's side, is you know she was in a mental institution when she was young. Mm. Her sister was too. They've been through a lot. Jeez. My grandmother was really old school. Okay. Um, and she was on a reservation. My grandmother's a little, um, and she was raised during that time of beating, is a way of disciplining you to mm. get you to force you to can listen to what I'm saying.
0: Now, when you say on the reservation, you mean Native so American my or mother she had her was, faculties about n- her? <laughs>
1: n- so my mother was um, West Cherokee. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? And, but, interesting. My mother was West Cherokee. She, went with somebody that was my color got my mother and she despised my mother because of her skin color and my sister
0: good lord yeah
1: so my uncles are light-skinned my uncles are light-skinned my aunt and my mother like my color she despised them so think about this we talk about racism yeah there was racism within racism jesus you know what i mean so you know and people don't understand like the it's it's hard to be a person of color in your own circle okay because if you have hair like me, it's not straight, it's not, cur- like European features were somehow glorified. And if you didn't have it, you know, you were that, it was so, it was, was bad.
0: So you're talking in a, in a black family. Oh yeah, in a black European family. European features are glorified. Yeah,
1: listen, it, but. The, so if you got straight golden so hair. So if you got, not, not even straight, like curly, you know what I mean? Or, okay. little, you know, your hair's not nappy. Right, something other than traditional yeah, nappy yeah, black hair. Yeah, right, you. you know, and it blew my mind because it was like, we didn't, like my, my step-grandmother, She's a little darker than you. Okay. She like hated white people that are the devil. But she was in Virginia, her, they experienced real racism. That's incredible. And she hated, but I dated all type of people. She always respected them, right? Yeah. But in, you could tell she had some trauma that was not fixed in within her. But anyway, going back to me, remember I'm saying step. I never met any of my grandparents. I never had the, the, the luxury to meet any of my grandparents. My father left, out the picture, beat my mother because they told her, that um i wasn't his he took a pipe hit my mother across the head they called the sheriff these are all the stories my mother telling me and i can keep going yeah because it's not a sympathy story this is just real life stuff is
0: real shit bro
1: but my father was you know from puerto rico really street bound that guy that just moved stole did his thing okay. smoked he was just a he was just a product of his environment okay and my mother became a part of that as a young age She was 17 years old when she met my father okay so anyway Mother gave us away where I'm now raised by someone who took care of me. And the crazy part about it was I hated it when I was growing up. I looked back and said, this lady saved my life. Even though I ate, you know, spoiled food. I was locked in the basement. Literally. People think I'm joking. I was not allowed to go upstairs, only to use the bathroom. You know what I mean? And I'm going through all this stuff. This was your childhood. You were locked in the basement. I slept in the dark. There was a heater in the back that would come on, scared me all the time. So when I tell people about fear, you have no idea. Like I built such a callus about a lot of things because of what I've been through yeah. that it's hard, easy for me to do something that you call hard work. It's a layup. It's nothing like I've been through. So when I'm telling you, like I pick something, I lock in, I can get it done. Is because I always compare things to things. I put comparisons up. You know what I mean? Like when I started bodybuilding, I said this is prepping is nowhere near as hard as running hills for Syracuse University on Thorndon in Spikes, Hundred Meter Hills. Mm-hmm. That's hard. This this is easy. You ran this, track for serious? Oh yeah. I got recruited, Division One. No shit. Yeah, so so it's good stuff. I, sto- I saw
0: the S U stuff the, on your yeah, IG and yeah, I'm like, this, man, let me find this, out this guy's yeah, not The
1: story ends pretty well. So make a long story short, I end up you know, going through a lot of stuff. I remember this; it gets good. So,
0: there's no need to make a long story short. Yeah,
1: man. yeah, no, I keep I do that because I normally speak in front of kids. I said you. you got a short, but okay. So you could
0: say eat, bike, fuck, suck, yeah, gobble, yeah. nipple, too, <laughs> motherfucker, whatever you want, man. You know, so, George Carlin um, on him.
1: Around seven years old, eight, seven, right? I remember I was hungry, and I went to get a. There was popcorn on a desk and on a, on a table. It was a dresser drawer. It was in a room. Now, the lady that raised me, it was her son's room. It was the popcorn you pop in the microwave. Mm -hmm. I went in, I got a handful, I ate it. I didn't close the bag the right way. He came in there an hour later. Did you touch this? And I'm like, I'm scared. And I'm like, no. He's like, did you touch this? I said, yeah. Took me down in the basement and literally beat me across the whole basement. He took me by the door, opened the door up, and was about to throw me out of the basement door. And her brother came downstairs and said, what are you doing? To him so now i come upstairs i'm sitting indian style on the floor black eye and i'm just remember you know asking myself like no i don't understand what i did wrong jesus christ and you know the crazy part about it was i learned something from there you know what i learned stealing is wrong you should ask i learned the hard way but i took from there because i'm like listen I can't do anything about that, unfortunately. It, it took me until I was an adult to realize what I went through. Right. But that moment, I felt like it was God correcting me like, Yo, well, I'm getting you prepared for something bigger. So you want to be locked up like your brother? You want to be do 16 years, 16 years in prison? We're going to fix that right now. So I got hit with that and got beat brutally, right? Black eye as a seven-year-old. I'm not seven, even kidding.
0: Seven years old.
1: And I learned stealing is bad. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing that again.
0: Do you realize the strength of character it takes for you to say, I was given such a brutal beating because God is preparing me. He's toughening me up, he's thickening my skin because the things that are gonna come my way in the future are gonna be very difficult because I'm poised for great things. This, I'm gonna stop you for a moment and speak to the audience and I do this every once in a while on my show because I'm trying to bring value to these folks. and. For those of you who didn't just hear everything this man said, he got the ever loving piss beat out of him by some piece of shit adult that was in his life at 7 years old for taking a handful of popcorn because the boy was hungry, okay? And instead of say why me, instead of say I'm going to go use drugs and numb this terrible pain that I have from childhood. Instead of say, I'm going to cry victim and go on public assistance because I meet the definition of mental illness due to what happened in my past. Instead of do all those things, this motherfucker said, I'm going to realize that what happened to me was just to toughen me up for what's about to come because I'm going to be great. That is the difference between a legend and a loser that is the difference between winning and losing that 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 right there if there were one conversation that could embody very concisely what i believe the difference between somebody who reaches great success and somebody who just exists is it's that sentiment right there that listen these things that happen to me are gonna are gonna mold me into the greatness that i'm gonna become because i refuse to be anything but so God bless you, bro, for, for putting up with that shit. My guy, we went to a real dark place here real early on Man of yeah, the Free, yeah. but it's necessary, Antonio, because they gotta know who's sitting next to me. Yeah. They because the next thing that comes out of your mouth after you say that yeah. is valuable. Yeah. Because they're oh, looking yeah. at a man that's been through hell on oh, earth. Yeah. They're looking at a man that's been through things that they can't even and some of them will. There's people out there yeah. going, Yeah, I hear you, bro. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. there, done that, Absolutely. right? But the majority is not. The majority yeah. is going, My dear lord, you know, oh. how the hell did he make it through that? Yeah. So let's, let's move on from there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you went through a very difficult childhood. You mm-hmm. were an orphan, you got passed around foster home to foster mm-hmm. home. When did, when did you start to gain traction? When did you start to feel like you had a home and, and yeah. you had so, a, a, a foundation? Had a,
1: right, right, So uh, fifth grade, <laughs> I um, I'm, gosh, I gotta tell this cause this is just part of the story. Yes, sir. Fifth grade, that same guy, I found him with his head blown off in the back of the, in our backyard. I'm telling you this cause it leads to something else. I go outside, right? They're looking for him the night before I go outside. No one knew where he was. Now, the incident took place where uh, he told my, the lady that raised me, boyfriend, stop putting your hands on my mother. He kept doing it. I'm laying in bed. I'm, lo- I'm laying like this, right? So if you're the hallway, I'm laying. I could see down the hallway. we okay. in the kitchen. He goes upstairs, comes back down with the gun a couple times, right? Shot him. Now, the crazy part about the story was this, the dude, the ironic part about the story is the guy that got shot is still alive. The guy that shot him is dead, Jesus, right? And what's even worse for that was, I remember being in fifth grade and I had this rusty smell of blood for a long time, really traumatizing. And this guy ended up taking his own life. I found him, head blown off, right? The dude that smacked you around? Yeah, yeah. Shot his own. Shot his own self. Wow. Yeah, because he knew he was going to jail for that shooting. And I don't think he could cope with what was going on. So, I'm in fifth grade now. I'm going to school with all this. Now, keep in mind, I was labeled learning disability. You know, I have behavior problems. I'm on Ritalin. You imagine why, I'm Jesus, in special ed, all of this stuff, right? Yeah. I go to fifth grade. I meet a teacher. She was Canadian. Okay. Fifth grade teacher. I remember we were acting up in school, and um, the he was one of the disciplinaries walked in. Right? Okay. And I told everybody, I said, listen, if you lock your feet around a chair, they can't take you out. You know what I mean? They can't take you out of class. (laughs) And she was livid. And she started crying, right? Because um, you shared this information yeah, with other kids. Okay. Yeah. And
0: now, why did you feel it necessary to share that with them?
1: That's just me. Like, okay. I'm just trying to help people. You know Surely, what I mean? You're like, just
0: trying to help your fellow man. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm just, they're listen. coming for you, lock yeah, them up. Listen, okay.
1: uh, what's up? You either going to figure this out or you're going to be in detention. What are we doing? We're going to stand our ground. Right? Yeah. And again, you got to keep in mind, there's a lot you guys still don't know about what I went through Okay. that just built this person where I could have been the head of the Bloods, Ganglo- um Bloods, Crips, whatever type of gang. That's or what my do this, mind's right? doing yeah. and, by me doing that, she started crying. And for the first time in my life, besides the fact that I miss my mother like all the time, I'm looking at this lady and in my heart I'm like, What is going on with me? Why do I even care that this lady's crying? Right. And she goes, You know better. That was wrong. And she it, that it was a turning point for me. Okay. Now, I was in fourth I was in person in need of supervision pens at a probation officer in fourth grade. I also had it in fifth grade but she helped me to believe in myself. And by her just caring for me, if you do good, I'll take you to lunch. If you get this done, I'll do this. Wow. If you take your medicine, I'll do this for you, right? Wow. And I said, you know I'm gonna trust this lady. And because of that love that she showed me unconditionally, like I'm just like, you're in special ed, this is what you should expect, right? It changed me because she had high expectations for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I got off of pens, right? I was going to a probation, the civic center, it was probation officer, I had a probation officer with other grown men sitting next to me, waiting to see their probation officer.
0: Yeah, it was the <laughs> yeah, craziest fifth thing grade. ever. So what is Fourth that, and 11 years old? Fourth and 10, fifth grade, years yeah.
1: Old. Twice I was on there. Jesus. Kid said something about my mother, I was in like fifth grade, I just yeah. got off pens, kid said something about my mother, and he had like, he had HIV, and I just punched him across the table. You know, because I was raised, you ain't gonna talk about my family. Right, of course. It's not happening. Right, man. I went to see the principal. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, it's over." I go to I go to court, and they were they were about to lock me. They literally about to put me in the home. Literally about to put me away, and I said, "If you please, I'm on the Ritalin. It's hard for me to function." If you, I said, "This me." Okay. If you give me one more chance, I uh, I could do it. By the grace of God, He gave me one more chance.
0: And this wasn't an advocate speaking on your behalf. This, this was, was you me. speaking to a judge. I
1: was with the lady that raised me. I'm literally going to court, yep. and I told this guy, I'm like, I re, I'm like Mr. Mendresky was a principal, um, and he was just like, I just can't do this no more. And I, you know, I had my court date, I went.
0: Because like, you beat the brakes off the dude. Oh, that. yeah, yeah.
1: And he's like, we can't, you know, you just right. got in too much trouble. So I go there, the guy's like, okay, you get one more chance. Crazy, you get one more chance. And I was already on pins, he gave me one more chance, and I changed some things up. I started making a change. It was a shift. So now I'm performing better academically. Do right? you
0: remember at that time what made you make that like well, it was did the you fact just believe the guy that it was the last chance?
1: I, I I believe that there was somebody that did care for me, and I never got that.
0: So it was that woman.
1: And yeah, and she made an impact. So when people talk about color, this lady's a white Canadian woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When people talk about color, I really don't care about it. and it's not like I don't acknowledge what happened to people of color. Don't get it wrong, of course because when I meet people out there that are still ignorant, it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. But I said, that's not the whole world. Right. I got too many examples in my life from people that cared for me. So through that, it, it caused the shift. So now I'm in middle school. I was still bad, but I wasn't terrible. Okay. And I'm still in special ed and i knew something was up because i was just academically outperforming them in special ed i I get done my work i'm playing around i'm just man it was just crazy and i'm like
0: wait a minute so you had extra time to fuck around and get in trouble because because you were outperforming performing them academically yeah
1: i I don't even know
0: how what what a real ace group of teachers that labeled you as special needs huh (laughs) well
1: it's 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 because the behavior behavior from the behavior stems from the behavior now think keep in mind though i had a hard time reading okay i had a hard time doing basic stuff but i learned quick okay and once they taught me, I somehow caught on to it and was able to, I'm like, what? I didn't even know. I just like going along with the, so now let's just, I went to try out, seventh grade, I went to try out for the lacrosse team. Okay. The coach, black coach looked me in the face and said, get off my field, you are too bad. Try to come back next year. Mm-hmm. Try that for the basketball team, got cut, right? I'm like, yo, what is it about me that people hate? And I hated that. Yeah. Like people desp- like what is it? And I didn't like that feeling. So my teacher, who was also my coach, his name was Coach LaVertie, he knew he had my brother. My brother was so smart. He locked everybody out of the computer in middle school. And teachers, everybody. Lock everybody out. Craziest thing ever. It's <laughs> the brother I went to jail for 15, 16 years. Okay. And he's back in prison now. Crazy. Oh. Anyway, I meet Laverty. Um is my teacher in seventh grade, eighth grade. I said, Laverty, listen, I want to, I want to be in regular classes in high school. I'm tired of being a special ed. He said, if you do this, I could see what I can do. But he also pulled me, and he said, listen, he went on the board. He said, you got two two choices. You can take the path of your family and your brother, Mm -hmm. or you can create your own path. Literally, I vividly remember seeing it on a green chalkboard. He said, you choose.
0: He wrote it down on a chalkboard?
1: You choose. Okay. You choose. And he was also someone who believed in me who let me travel with him to pick up the snack for our Friday movie days. And just, you can see that the care was there. yeah. And that shifted something in me, man. And it's so crazy because it's like, why does that even matter? Like, really, that little bit you cared that much about? That's how vulnerable and much I needed love. Well,
0: it's all you had. It's like you take somebody that's walked through the desert for three days straight with no water, yeah. no nourishment, no nothing. And then you hand them a cap full of water. That's going to yeah. be the most valuable drink of water they right. ever had, but, you but no compassion in your life.
1: Absolutely. But listen, based on your theory, yeah. because I responded that way, why did 95% of the kids did not respond that way?
0: I don't know. I 95% of the kids had it as bad as you. Oh did, no, bro. but I,
1: where I grew up. Yeah. Most of the kids that were in the special ed came from tough households. Yeah. It was rare a kid was. Why do you think it was? You know, it, as cliche as this may sound, I think I was, I was. I think I was selected to do great things. I really do. Doesn't sound cliche. Because I look at my brother and I'm like, we got the same mother and the same father, but I never liked following people. I never liked the idea of fearing people, even though fear is a real thing. I never mm-hmm. liked the idea of being a loser. I was so competitive; it was in me. My I used to beat. <laughs> they used to make my brother and I fight when I was little Make us fight They used to make you fight Make us fight And my brother never would fight me back But I was, I was bigger than him Okay But he would never hit me back So I would just He was again I beat on him so many times When we got older he was afraid of me Okay Right And, I'm, and I look back like that's sad man Yeah We could it have a terrible relationship But my brother he would do anything for me Yeah You know but he understood what we went through Because he was older So I look back and I say Man that, that's just that, That's ridiculous Right So anyway we're in 8th grade Right? Yeah. And Coach Laverde, who's, I talk to him to this day, in Zapula, both of the teachers to this day, he said, listen, you pick. So I picked my own, right? I moved out of the house in ninth grade and I moved with my friend, happened to be white. Okay. And I got every word in the book about white people this and that, this is that and that. You're running, and I'm just like,
0: meaning you caught shit from black people because you were staying with a white person? from my family. From your family.
1: Yeah because I stayed and they just happened to be white. It wasn't that they hated white, you just they just have to be part of the conversation. Right? You know what I mean? It could have been someone black, but it's like, okay, and you're with white people, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Cherry on top. So the crazy part was I never had my own room, mm-hmm. right? A short period of time I did, but I never, I was sleeping at the, the end of the bed of somebody else's bed. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? I just didn't, it was like, this is crazy. This people are offering me a whole bed and sleeping everything like that. Sleeping at the end of the oh, yeah. bed of somebody yeah.
0: else's bed.
1: Oh yeah, so picture this, like. I was sharing a bed with someone else, um, it was their room though, it was my stepdad and he thought he was my real father and he did treat me okay, he really did, he saved me from a lot of beatings and stuff like that um, and when he was gone he let me stay in the room but when he was there I would sleep at the foot of the bed. I had it better than my brother though, he was on the floor. <laughs> They, listen, they made my brother wash up in a garage in a bucket. I'm not making this up and I'm not telling this story so people can feel bad. I'm telling you this because when people realize what I went through, they'll understand why, for me, I live the way I live and I'm driven and have my perspective on life. So as I got in high school, I moved out. Technically I was on my own, moved out of the house. Okay. I lived with like three or four p- different people in high school, but the goal, the mind was already set. I'm going to college. I'm going where I want to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No one ever told me you had to take an SAT. I'm a special ed, keep in mind, right? So I got in high school, I'm in a resource room. The resource room is you get additional support okay. because of your IEP and everything like that, yep. right? Yep. So I'm getting all this help, this and that. And this teacher would come, she always did my notes and everything read to me. Um, and we had to take the SAT. And this is how I knew, I said, something, there's something about me that's, that's not right. <laughs> we took the SAT, right? Yeah. And this is for me to get into college. I never thought about how I would get in college. I just knew I, I was going. Okay. There was no if, it was when. Right. I'm going. Right. And y- you can put whatever in front of me, I'm knocking it down. Right. I'm going. The SAT's in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone took the SAT, we get the score back. At a 2400, I got 1800 on the SAT.
0: Are you kidding I got me? a
1: 790 out of 800 on the math. Barely passed the Regents. They're looking at me like, what is going on? It's the same kid that was in special ed. Yeah. Bro. I got letters from, I, and you just gave me goosebumps. Listen, and I, I, I can't <laughs> make it up. Football, I was good. I thought I was going to go for lacrosse. I, 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 my coach, same guy, he, he, he was the varsity track coach. He said, if you do track, you're going to be all state. I said, man, I don't really, my football coach told me that too. The, the senior coach, I said, man, I, I, I don't really believe that. So Laverde came to me. I said, listen, man, I don't know whether I should do lacrosse or track. I chose track. I went to nationals my first year. nationals nationals indoor yeah i got letters from every ivy league school on the east coast yale browns um princeton um all of them all of them check this out i'm in the office i get a letter from princeton literally like for track i show my track coach not Laverty, the assistant okay he goes oh that's nice you're not going to be able to go there right and I'm like, really?
0: Did he know you had a 1,800 on your SAT? No, he didn't, okay. <laughs> no.
1: But he's like, really? But he knew I was a special ed, okay. right? He's like, really? I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Now don't tell me no or I can't do something, right? Right. So luckily me, I was smart enough to get counsel from Miss Apula, who was the fifth grade teacher. Okay. And she was really educational oriented. But okay. She just knew, like, she's like, listen, I think, and I got letters from Syracuse, UConn, every, East Coast, I'm not even, every East Coast school, freaking box full of letters. Okay. She goes, if you go to Syracuse University, my family's in Canada, I can drop you off on the way up and pick you up on the way down. It's a great university. You know what I said? I said, okay, let's sign the papers. Just I like even, that. Just like that.
0: All because that teacher lady that you revered so highly, yep. it, you knew you would have additional interaction yeah. with her and it was going to be a comfortable thing with yeah. somebody that you knew. Yeah. And that's incredible. And it I just could, speaks so much to the things that, that, that resonate with us. Yeah. What different people find important. Yeah. You know, somebody else telling the same story might have went Princeton. Oh, I know such and such professor. Yada yada went yeah. to Princeton. and That's a great yeah. school. Or I know Harvard. Or yeah. I know you know Notre yeah. Dame because I saw the movie um, uh, Rudy. Yeah. yeah. You know. But to you, it was no. This is where Miss So and So. Yeah. Is going to be able to drop me off. But that's where I'm going to go. Yep. That's incredible. That's
1: simple. People look like really. I'm like, yeah.
0: Because it was important to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I trusted and believed in those people and. I could have went anywhere in the country if I applied I had one of the highest SAT scores in our school. Right. That's incredible. And my grades were like 89, 90. I was okay. Right. Right. Went to SU grade school. I think it's harder to get in and to stay in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the reason I'm telling you all of this is because you look back and the people see where I came from. Every time I go home to speak, they always ask like, I don't, how'd you do it? Really? I spoke in front of my teachers. At the superintendent's conference, I was the the, the guest speaker. You were the, the guest main speaker, speaker to speak to your teachers. To speak to all of them, <laughs> they're looking at me like, "What? This is him?" Like, I, listen, I told people, I said, I understand what it feels like to have to go out of the side and not be able to walk through because you're not going to make it. I tried to take the long way out. It took about tw- twenty minutes. Because everyone's talking, right?
0: That's incredible. And they're like,
1: Yo, how'd you do it? How'd you do it?
0: The same guy that they wanted to kick out of class. The same guy
1: that they were like, listen, t- you'll never amount to anything. Yep. You know, you're going to be a failure. When I went to SU, they're like, oh, he, he's not going to make it. He's going to get kicked out, right? And the reason I was so good at track, because my fear was losing. I took too many L's in life. It's not happening. And how do you control running fast? I said, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> and I ran a four two seven and a 40. Wow. After my first year of track, I said, yeah, something's going People on have
0: here. no idea how fast that is. Oh, That's no, faster no. than Deion Sanders. Listen,
1: and the crazy part about it is every year, for I knew I got faster because when I played lacrosse, there were people that I kept stretching the gap. And then I got on the field. I'm like, no one – who's going to – I was clearing the ball from X. They, you know, I don't know if you ever watch lacrosse. I, I know lacrosse. Yeah, so basically, you got to clear the ball. I was taking it from X and running it down. <laughs> they couldn't, you can't, and they told me at Hotbeds or Delaware, you can't teach speed. You can't. Right. And I wasn't the skilledest person because lacrosse was still new. Right. And I said, imagine if I had a mother, I had a father, they invested in my education and my athleticism. Yeah. I would be one of the best athletes in the world in students. Mm-hmm. And what you see now is just talent, man. Right. It's hard work there, but I think I was gifted. I do uh, because naturally. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not. No, I'm not.
0: Well, see, there's that's that's a double-sided coin. You know what I mean? Well, all coins are double-sided, yeah. a double-edged yeah. sword. Um, because you could say that you had said that you were you felt that you were bound for greatness. You could say I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I think what what we mean by that is what you mean by that is based on the circumstances oh, that you that, had yeah, growing uh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I don't want I want to make sure the audience. Yeah, is the like, yes. adversity
1: based on what I went through.
0: You shouldn't be here
1: on. On paper,
0: yeah. there's no way, it doesn't add up. No, the graph goes right straight down into yeah. the doldrums. Oh yeah, based 100%. on
1: statistics, surveys, research, experience, yep. most people don't make it.
0: Now, you let me ask you this, Antonio, what quality is it of yours that you believe got you from that place to here? You're a pro bodybuilder. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, that's another story. Um, the The biggest thing for me was I couldn't fathom being outworked by somebody. OK It doesn't make sense to me. I just didn't believe people. I don't know. I'm just like, if I got this far without half the resources you had, if I give 100 percent, there's no way you're keeping up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no way. I turned pro really quick. Really quick, really quick. I passed a lot of people, and they're looking like how?
0: Now, we had Rita West in here, yeah. and she said, and I've confirmed this, that most people that are in bodybuilding can take anywhere from six to ten years to become a pro. Yeah, um, and, she, and she did it in like four or five months. How long did yeah. it take you to do it?
1: Rita's in an a novelty, man. Yeah, I know she is. But she also had a huge power. There's also the a lot less
0: female competitors, too. Yeah.
1: For me- But she I, had a
0: strong power. You're, you're right. Yeah, she was yeah. building muscle from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Rita, she just decided to sculpt it. Yeah, she it. switched
1: over and was right. just like, move. Right. You know? It took, I did it, it wasn't months because I took, I, okay, I went pro in three shows. I did one show a year, one show a year. Okay. First show, you had to qualify. Yep. Went, second show, went to nationals, took eighth. Didn't know what I was doing because it was so new. Right. Third show, I remember in my mind, I remember coming home on that second show and I watched John Wick. And I loved the, just the motivation from watching these movies, right? And. In my mind, I was like, oh, you guys are down with me. Oh, yeah, this one's personal. Mm -hmm. This is personal. This comeback is personal. And I don't care what's going on. Who's in a way? Guess what was going on? Um, The pandemic. Mm -hmm. Guess who was in a way? The cancellation of shows. Mm -hmm. And we still did it. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care what national show is. Wherever we're going, I feel bad for them. I don't care, <laughs> and that's why people don't understand whether those guys were with me or not. They knew I was putting the work in. That's why they were there. Mm-hmm. I set the tone. I love for you to outwork me because right. we're gonna end up on the ground. This is what it is. Right. We're gonna work. Right. Right. Because losing is not an option. That's a choice. Right. Just that's because right. you did something and didn't succeed at it, that you didn't lose. You right. just that wasn't the right way to do it. it. Keep, going. Keep going. Keep right. going. Right. You know, keep going. There's a page in your book. Page, You said, you know what, listen, that that happened. It's like trying to put a puzzle together. This is not the right piece. Let me find the right piece. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And I kept going and people doubt them. The doubt really drove me. I said, I could be the first one in Syracuse, New York to be classic physique pro. There's no classic physique pros here. And all these guys been doing it. Mm -hmm. In fact, they went a step first. I was the first first one, I believe, in upstate New York to be a classic physique pro. And with the least amount of time, I could have went pro in two shows, no lie. The first one, I didn't jump on anything, any supplements until my third show. So people, and I'm telling people, when you find what you're good at, you don't have to sacrifice your health and in, 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 in just crazy stuff. You just gotta focus. The doors will open. Right. If the door doesn't open, it's not meant for you. 100%. Stop forcing a door that's cemented, cement closed. Right. It's not for you. And I think people don't know how to see something and say, this is not for me. I love the basketball but I didn't do it in 11th grade because I said, this is not gonna get me where I need to go. Right. That's why I started track.
0: See, now you just said something that, uh, that that resonates with me a lot, and that was if the door is cemented shut, quit trying to open it, and you know, you you realize that you enjoyed this thing and you were passionate about it, that's why you chose to make it a career and make a go of it. Right. And I say that a lot to my audience. We talk about success, we talk about trying to you know build your worth and climb yeah. the ladder and so on and so forth. And one thing that I say, and, and just it, it continues, I continue to beat it into their heads is, you're never going to be highly successful at something that you are not passionate about. Absolutely. Stop forcing yourself into a wedge. Stop forcing a square peg into a round hole, right? Uh, can you align with that thinking? I mean, oh, absolutely. Do you, would you agree with that? Okay, absolutely. because that's what I'm hearing you say. I'm hearing you say essentially, you, you you found this thing, you found this niche, this puzzle piece, and it was for you. Your natural talents and gifts aligned with it. You enjoyed doing it. It was an athletic thing, You were, you were just it just fit, right? And you mm. enjoyed doing it, you enjoyed training, and you knew that, Using your ability, which is the ability to outwork anybody in the room, yeah. bodybuilding was the type of thing that was directly relative as far as the more you train, the more muscle you build, mm-hmm. the better you get, yeah. the more shows you're gonna win, right? It yeah. was it's it's simple math.
1: Common sense, yeah.
0: I want to ask you something, okay? Because you, um, it, now before I go here, is there any other pertinent pieces to the tale that we need to familiarize the audience with before we start growing legs on this conversation and getting into the thick of it? Uh, what else do they need to know about you, if anything?
1: Oh gosh, so listen, um, obviously this is very important. Um, happily married, right? Now I'm telling you that because I didn't, I never seen marriage growing up. No idea say. what it looked like. <laughs> I was told you have a different girl in every area code. that's a true story, yeah. right? Never seen it. Players mentality. Right. Yep. Never seen it. Um, obviously I'm proud to be, to say that I'm a Christian because it changed my life. Like my, the way I thought was just so wrong. Okay. And now I look at Are you talking
0: this, about morally? Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There was no more, there was, I had the compassion, Yep. but it was like, it was like off. Like the light was off. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was um, in there, but it was Yeah, just wasn't, but it wasn't, right. So you, have tapped into um, it you know, more importantly, five classes for my doctorate, <laughs> have my own business. You know, again, you know, I'm a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, Happy married, have three kids, one more on the way. It's quite a resume, right? Mr. Special Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm that guy that had an IEP that was labeled Special Ed that was on Ritalin. Yep. Started cheeking meds because I realized this is messing me up.
0: Explain what cheeking meds. So is. Cheeking, my felons out there know yeah, what that yeah. is. But the rest
1: So I I don't know how this happened, but I somehow found a way to take a to take the pill, and legitimately. I would drink the water first. I would put the pill literally in my throat. I I don't know. Here, like, and uh, and, and then walk out, cough it back up, put it in my pocket.
0: This was the narcotic stimulant amphetamine Ritalin that they were giving this seven-year-old child.
1: That they banned. Yeah. So... I'm like, but again- You beat it before it was even a problem. Right. <laughs> but think, I think about all of this, and I'm like, this is not random, man. Right, no. There's no way, everything I'm doing and going, it's not random. Right. Something's up. Yep. But the fact that I'm, you know, happily married, and I say happily married because people don't understand this. I'm not saying like, oh, we have flowers and rose petals and this and that. We figured it out. And I've been through a divorce. Yeah. I did it myself. Oh, well, have you really? Oh, you, listen, okay. I did the divorce. That's the story. You mean like, didn't story. have a lawyer? Yeah, so I did the papers myself. <laughs> okay. It was $10,000. I said, I'll figure this out. Right. And I figured it out. And I did the papers because being a Christian, I was afraid to get divorced, but I was being abused. Okay. Physically and mentally. And I just didn't have a life. And it was really bad, but I, my fear of divorce, I'm like, man, God's going to look at me. And I was just, that's how disciplined I am. I was afraid. I'm like, this is.
0: Can you speak on that, Antonio? Because you've got, you got an audience full of people right yeah. now seeing a big, huge, brolic, yeah, brother. Yeah, and going. And, wait a minute. Physically abused by yeah. a woman. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming heterosexual. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. your wife. I know. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have to we have to walk yeah. that line nowadays. Yeah. Um, pay respect to yeah. it, of course. Yeah. But explain to them how a man of your size, your stature, yeah. and your strength—I've yeah. seen you incline press yeah. three fifteen yeah, yeah, for yeah. twelve fifteen yeah, reps. Yeah. How does that guy get beat by a woman?
1: So, how's the, that possible? Because a real man acknowledges who he is. Yeah. And. When to fight and when not to fight. And that was a battle that wasn't mine to fight. Okay. And I said, by me reacting, I'm being you, meaning her, Mm. not being me. Okay. And by me doing that, you're changing who I am. And I'm not gonna allow that. And
0: you're saying that that you were not someone who would hit a woman?
1: No. Okay. Why? First and foremost, common sense tells me I was raised. I was told. I was raised, and this is one thing I did learn. Yeah, you don't hit women. Yeah, you don't. You and I both. But physically, common sense tells me that why am I like? I'm there by choice, right? If it's not a good situation, why why, why would I make it worse? Right. So, let me pull back and realize what can I do better. Okay. Or well, what I can do is better is this. I could do my best, so I got counsel. I stayed a year later after they told me to head for the hills. Yeah. Pastor literally told me this, okay. but I said, "This is making me become the man I need to be." Okay. And the fact that my marriage now, from that and other experiences, helped me become the man I need to be. I said, "Man, I went through the gutter. I also did as a child. Yeah. But look where I am now.
0: Hundred percent. So w- was it something that you know she would she would cuff you, she would smack you, and you just wouldn't hit back?
1: Well, I mean, I got vases thrown at me. I was, you know, swinging and this and that, and, and just verbally abused. What was and, her reason for and being just so just Insecurity. You. I mean, family, you no know, parents, you know, divorced. Like she just been through a Who lot. Who you she fucking
0: behind my back? Who's the other? Girl? Oh yeah, that it was always. Oh yeah, okay. she met
1: me in college. It was, it was just it. It was a bad. It was a red flag from the start. Okay. And my pastor told me, just because you get married, doesn't change anything. Right. Very true. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. Gave it a shot. And seven years didn't work out. I did my best. So did you
0: marry her to try to fix a problem? No, no, no. I oh, married okay. her because it was
1: the right thing to do. I'm okay. not going to be sleeping or sleeping in wet lot, You okay. know what I mean? Then we have that. I don't believe. Because of my religion, I don't believe in that. Okay. You know, and there's a reason behind it because, you know, I do my research. Right. I don't just listen to something. I'm like, okay, why is it important for a man to be faithful, to be, the benefits of it was ridiculous. Right. And the, the cost of it being a play wasn't worth it. Right, wasn't worth it. Man. So outside of my religion, the simplest cost I did, benefit yeah, analysis. Yo, but I did my research as yeah. well, and I said I didn't like the idea of being like most men. It makes me sick, weak, beta, sleeping around. The excuse of being I can't be with one. one I I can't really I think it's weak. Right. I think it's a, a weak trait. I agree. It's it and it makes me nauseous. To the point where I, I look at you like we can't have a conversation.
0: Right. I, I used to be that way, Antonio. Yeah, we I all was, used I, to. I,
1: I was that guy. That's okay. why it makes me sick.
0: So isn't it crazy that now you know? So so we we. we we talk about this and the audience is listening and there's a lot of young guys out there yeah. going, oh man, fuck these dudes, yeah, these yeah, old yeah, ass, yeah, fucking yeah. weak <laughs> ass dudes. You know, I get yeah. I get me some pussy, yeah, right? yeah, I, get yeah, a, yeah. I got another bitch for every day of the yeah. week, I go, I see this girl on yeah. Monday, I go see that girl on Tuesday, the yeah. Tuesday don't know about the Monday, the yeah. Wednesday knows about Monday and Tuesday, but it's okay, because fuck yep. me on Wednesday exactly. and Thursday. Yep. That's who I was, that's what I did, it sounds like you were very much the same way. That happened at a time in my life when I was at my weakest right? But I believed that made me strong and that made me special. And that made me cool. Now, here I am at the later portion of my life where I believe I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm doing things that are far exceeding anything I've ever done in my life. And my family unit is stronger than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, I can say with resounding confidence that I am happy. I wake up happy. I go to bed happy. I'm a happy man, but I'm monogamous. I have one woman that I'm faithful to. And it's difficult at times yeah, there's a lot of temptation in this world of course we're men is. right yeah but i believe that makes me strong yeah and, and you just said that and i'm so glad you did because yeah. it was validating for me you know see i've got a notebook here like i sometimes take notes during these interviews i gain value from the show and yeah. that's how i know i'm doing something good yeah. is because i try to bring value to people in the middle of my own show i'll make a note from, yeah. from my guest yeah. because th- that's just, I'm trying to generate value, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So bottom line here on my little tangent is for those of you out there that believe that having a different girl for each day of the week, okay, or cheating on a girl and having two or three in the cuff that they don't know about makes you cool or makes you, no, you're, you're low, you're sneaky, you're disrespecting women yeah. who are people. Yeah. There's nothing about that behavior that exudes Strength or discipline—it's the exact opposite. Of that you, and not to mention the the overarching theme—you're putting all of these women at risk of sexually transmitted yeah. disease, of bacterial infection, of you know, illegitimate pregnancy. All these things that are just. They would just be, they're so nefarious. They're, they're so, to bring this into somebody else's life. Now, if the other person knows that, that we're a group of players and we're a band of gypsies and everybody's fucking everybody, that's one thing. That, that, oh. Let's play at your own risk, yeah. right? But if somebody thinks that you are their boyfriend and you're out putting your dick in seven or eight other girls, yeah. you're a piece of shit. Absolutely. Just but my personal opinion. I
1: also believe that people that accept the, to be the, the side chick or this whole group bang thing, has a very low self esteem 100%. I think if women understand the value they had not is not, not all women. But I think what society has done is is painted this narrative that's not real. And you and women are chasing something that's not real because they're trying to imitate men. And the problem is men What do you think,
0: think they're chasing? Speak they, they're that. They're
1: trying to to chase this idea of I'm this is me be protecting my feelings. You know what I mean? So you can go cheat on me, but I got three other men as well. Oh, And the problem with that is... So it's a countermeasure. Yes, the, but the problem with I'm that gonna is... I'm not going to let you get yeah, me because no. I'm going to do you. No, no, but it's, it's 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 to protect you from getting hurt. Think about this. Okay. If if she's cheating and you're cheating and you find out she's cheating, she find, you're not hurt as much as if you're faithful and she's cheating. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and, I
0: mean, that makes
2: sense.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, what we don't realize is men think logically. So a man could be married for 20 years, mm-hmm. go out to a bar, have a bad night, take a drink, sleep with a woman, go home, nothing ever happened. Yeah. A woman needs to be psychologically driven to that place where it takes time and investment. But today what you're seeing is women trying to adopt masculine yeah traits traits. Now, when they talk about toxic masculinity, at least use it the right way and not say everything a man do is top it's foolish. No. There are things there's also uh, toxic femininity, like 100%. it is, exists on both sides. Yes, but it's it's toxicity. It's in, in general, there's right? No it's, feminism it's, it's, or no, masculinity? No, no, no. There's <laughs> nothing. It's that's characteristic. It's character traits. It's right? Yeah. That's why you can meet women that you you say are more, a little masculine. No, it's a characteristic. Hundred percent, right? And I think it's genetic, and I think it's personality. But you know, to go on to what we're talking about, it's this. It's this idea of me trying to hide my feelings and not get hurt and not be vulnerable Mm -hmm. because I got in a situation in which I got hurt and I don't wanna be like that again. So I'm gonna play this player's card. And when you live in a society that anything goes, the problem with that is no one's ever happy. So now you're living amongst chaos. So the people that are doing the right thing are looking back and sitting and like, look at this uncivilized civilization just doing whatever.
0: They're volatile.
1: Yes, and it's like, what's going on here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But for me, I use a lot of other examples to not do these things. Okay, And one of them was most men cheat, that's not me. Bottom line. Right. And I look at that as a man that's not disciplined and have no, that's not disciplined, have no structure. You're, you're a weak individual. 100%. And you could become a millionaire but you can't be faithful to your wife. I have no respect for that. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how tough you think you are because there's always somebody to, like, we need to stop that.
0: You want to know, because that million is going to be short-lived, right? So if you get a million bucks, right, or you become a millionaire, God bless you. There was something that you did that got you there. Most likely it was a stroke of luck if you can't even hold a relationship, right? But what people fail to understand, I think, is whether it's heterosexual, homosexual, doesn't matter. The sense of relationship and partnership okay, I think, it, this is just my opinion, yeah. is a necessary step in the process towards greatness, okay? Yeah. High, high levels of success. Yeah. You look at the people in this world that have that have accomplished the biggest things, okay? Yeah. And I may not agree with the, uh, the moral compass of all these people or what they've done or what they do or who they donut to, donate to, uh, or donuts. Uh, but what I'm gonna say is I pay credit where it's due, yeah. okay? People like Bill and Melinda Gates, okay? People like uh, you know the Clintons. All right. Now again, I'm not saying I like these people. I'm just speaking on people who have achieved incredible levels of success. There's usually a pair, or there's usually a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the you know the 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 Bushes, the great American families, the Clintons, the Bushes, the uh, the reg. It's always the man and wife. It's always prince and princess. It's always duke and duchess. It's always king and queen, right? Except for Queen Elizabeth, but <laughs> excuse me for a long reign. What I'm trying to say is, and I'll speak. I'll keep it on the eye. Myself personally, I've always been motivated. I've always been driven. I was not able to accomplish the, the the depth of what I would be capable of until later on in my life when I beat drug addiction. But in these past, let's say, eight years, everything got exponentially better mm-hmm. and started to progress in a snowball effect fashion the minute I met the woman who is now my wife. Mm-hmm. Because this person immediately showed me undying support right immediately began gifting me things whether it was a physical uh, you know a tangible thing or whether it was a gift of mind or of body or whatever she started making me feel valuable and I'd never felt that way before Um, and she started being you know like kind of like you know uh, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan right I I started getting assists all of a sudden I'm driving to the hoop and the ball's coming instead of me having to take it all the way there myself. Right. It, it became, it became my life became a thing where I would wake up and go, okay, what are we going to get done? Right. It's like, it's like having a team, right. It's like going from being an entrepreneur who's a solopreneur, who is bringing his idea to the marketplace, trying to break out all on his own. And then next thing you know, his idea takes shape. It starts to become popular. It starts to monetize. Well now he hires some help. Right. And now it's my team. Now it's a company that's what happens, pardon me, when somebody's involved in a stable relationship. So when you talk about a non-monogamous relationship or you talk about somebody who is cheating or has multiple partners or whatever the case may be, that's just never going to end well, I don't think. No. Okay. Do you think your wife plays a major role in your success?
1: A hundred percent. And so it's funny you say that because this is just I'm gonna you know be authentic. Yeah. I, I, I feel comfortable with doing this just because I'm not you know trying to push any agenda or anything like that. But literally, I remember reading uh, a book, and if you know it, you know what I'm talk about. It says two are better than one because they have a, a, a good return on its investment. Okay. Right. And but three are better because it could you know it's, it's basically saying like you know you your wife and God. Okay. That holds it together. Okay. Right. Talking about the Bible. Yeah. You sleep, you're warmer. You, you build a business. You have to yep. have support, right? That was years ago. People are just figuring that out today. Mm-hmm. So your theory is absolutely correct because look at anything in this world. It's hard to do it yourself. Even forget relationships in terms of sexual
2: mm-hmm.
1: partnerships. You need that. But the thing about relationships is this. You got trust. You got loyalty right? The right relationship, mm-hmm. trust, loyalty, for men, respect, for women, love. You know, those things alone, you could take the world over mm-hmm. because if a man, t- if a man is told you can do this, I believe in you, that gives him all the confidence in the world.
0: hundred percent.
1: If a woman is told, I got your back, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to love you. That gives her all the motivation in the world.
0: Wow, you could take over anything. That's a YouTube short right there, boys. That's good material. No, it's a anything. fact though. It's so true because stop and think about it. As human beings, we're codependent. Yes. we are intrinsically codependent. Absolutely, and nobody wants to admit that. Everybody wants to say, oh, "I'm an alpha. I can get it done. I can get it done on my own," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There is strength and there is merit to being able to accomplish things on your own. Obviously, we all start alone. Okay, as human beings, we all have to make our way to uh, the, the the societal marketplace and end up finding a, a, a partner and getting into a relationship. But what are we doing our whole life? We're trying to impress the teacher. We're trying to impress our friend. We're trying to impress other people. We're what other people's um, view of us is what drives us. And I, and I hate to say that because it sounds so incredibly weak, but for the by and large, that is really the point, right? So we're, we're trying to create something that, you know, an outfit in high school, we want to look good for the women. Yeah. You know, in, in basketball practice, we want to see the guy that's doing the best, or right. in your case, you be yeah. the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. and show up to the coach, or whatever Absolutely. the case may yeah. be, we're trying to yeah. impress another person, right? Yeah. You get into a relationship, and then that person fills that void. I believe in you. I'm impressed by you. Okay. I know you're capable. You can go do this, right? Okay. So that's that's I'm really appreciative that you said that because yeah. that has a lot of value. Now, are we to the point where I can start getting into the, the the meat and potatoes of this conversation? Let's drop it. All right, Antonio agreed to come on my show because there is something plaguing this country, okay? <laughs> there is something nefarious, something out there that is just infiltrating the minds and the lives of every American citizen by way of the mainstream media. And that is the fact that we are a racist, evil, divisive country and that there is just, just hate being slung from side to side, from black to white, from left to right every day. So you've agreed to come on the show and have an open, honest discussion with me yeah. about it as a black guy. And I promised you that as a white guy that I would give you the exact same thing, absolutely. right? We believe this is a safe conversation to have because we are friends. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've established a friendship because we have similar goals in mind. And because I believe that we've established trust between the two of us yeah. to know that no matter what comes out, it's going to be hundred percent factual. Yeah. And no matter what is said, there's always going to be compassion and respect that follows it. Yeah. So I'm going to kick the conversation off by asking you, you've just explain to the audience how you've been able to, to accomplish a tremendous uh, set of things in your life right yeah. you've become a pro bodybuilder mm-hmm. you've been an incredible collegiate athlete yeah. you've managed to uh you're you're right knocking on the door of, of becoming a doctor yeah. um 1800 something on your sat i yeah. can continue to go rewind the tape and watch the past hour yeah. and, and you'll get it where does race play into that where, where have you experienced on your come up being suppressed because you're black?
1: So, um, no, um, and I'm thinking about everything, just I wanna carefully reflect. Of course. But everything I've done, there was, I, there was no direct racism experience, exposure, um, feeling. Anybody ever
0: all. call you an N-word?
1: No unbelievable
0: because my tv told me that all the white people in college are running around calling black people n-words
1: now here's the thing i will tell you this this is true they would not say it to your face but it was said a few times okay you know what i mean and i think i had teammates in high school that were like we call the closet racist okay or racist because they were they would. You know the, you, we would hang together, but then they would split. Hey, know? Antonio, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. yeah, football, like we hang right. together, but then it, it split, and they grew up with each other. We grew up with each other, and it was right. always black white. But those circles always occupied weird conversations.
0: Now let me ask you this question. Yeah. Did you and your black friends ever call them crackers when no, they were calling you niggas? No. No. Didn't even think of it. Really. Didn't even think of it. Okay. It wasn't thought. So what? So why did? Why do you think they did and you didn't?
1: Because I think they that what their grandparents experienced. Okay. Because you got to understand, these people that we're talking about most likely had a two parent home. Okay. That means they knew who their grandparents were. Mm-hmm. You got to, so, and, and again, the reason I could be empathetic about this, because I'm doing my research. Right. If, if, if this person isn't directly like this, this was a learned behavior. We know racism. Right, 100%. Was. Yep. Now, the, 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 it always gets a little better. The grandfather, thoroughbred, his son, a little better. Still Tilly pretty bad. But it gets weaker because of the culture, because of what's going on in the environment. Right. Right? Because there's no freaking, you know, there's no slate. It's not happening. So it's like, yeah, that happened back in the day. Yep. You know what I mean? But today, what's the relevance for what leg do you have to stand on to talk about that black people are oppressed because of their color and because of the racism of this country? That's a false narrative. And I'm not saying that to to... I'm saying, like, I do know there's still ignorant people out there. Right. I, but there's no white man in this country, not even Trump, that's going to stop me from working hard. Well, you, you're not stopping nothing I'm doing. Right. Nothing. Biden, none of you are stopping anything I'm doing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Unfortunately, I don't live back in the 60s, and my mindset is I'm not dude where, yes, you're going to call me the rebellion one. Because your opinion shouldn't matter to me. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And even if you decide to stop one thing, I'm smart enough to know I have multiple streams of ways I can do things. But you're not stopping me. I'm not even giving that energy. It's right. silly.
0: One hundred percent. Now, see, that's interesting to me because you, I, you just said that you know you witnessed closet racist yeah. right where to your face they would behave one way yeah. they would walk away from you get amongst a group of friends and behave a different way okay yeah. then i asked you if you and of course you're being honest with me yeah. went back to your friends and yeah. then made a racial comment yeah. about the white guys yeah. and it may, basically meaning was it happening on both sides we yeah. were just one one was calling the other yeah. closet racist yeah. and you said that no that didn't happen yeah. that you guys didn't speak that way yeah. about them so i experienced the antithesis of that yeah. when i was in prison yeah okay i was in prison i go out into the basketball court and he'd be like yo what up yo get the white boy he nice man yeah, get the yeah, white boy he's yeah, you yeah. he the only white boy in the yeah, fucking pod to yeah, get done get yeah. his ass right yeah yeah I'm like oh these guys like me yeah, right yeah. i thought they were giving me dirty looks and trying to steal yeah. my brownie i'm good right right so now we start playing basketball and i'm, I'm taking him to the house yeah. i can play ball yeah okay and it was camaraderie yeah it was respect yeah it was uh, fun yeah then i go back to myself right and i'm like yo jay what's up man let me let me get your um your your playboy magazine yeah. Nah, nah, I'm good, Luke. It's gonna stay in my, it's gonna stay yeah. in my home tonight. Yeah. All right, bro. Like you could get, you could get my Playboy yeah. for the one. You could, shit, you could yeah. have two of them. Just let me get yeah. something fresh. Yo, Luke, I said I'm good, bro. It's like, you were the guy just <laughs> high fiving right? me out yeah. Yeah. on the basketball yeah. court, right? Okay. All right. Yo, D, man, let me get a cigarette. N- nah, nah, I'm good, Luke. Yeah, I'm good. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. And, and then, you know, the white guys would be like, bro, what are, you, what are you even doing? You're making yeah. a fool of yourself. Yeah. And of course me, I'm thinking, oh, fuck you, bro. Yeah. I, like there's no, I'm not, I'm going to yeah. be the guy. Yeah. It's just going to be the guy, right? Yeah. I'm not going to buy into all this fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand the dynamic is, is different in prison, yeah. Yeah. okay? Do you want to know why I think that is? I think that is because in society, you being black are judged as a minority.
1: Yeah.
0: Me in prison, me being white, I'm judged as a
1: minority. In a minority. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. think
0: it's got any fucking thing to do about the color of your skin. No. I think it has to do with mob mentality. I think it has to do with there's more of us than there is of them.
1: It's power. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Now, so- here's the reason. That guy in prison, he like you. Think you were cool. hundred percent. But there's a code. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is this. Luke's cool, but his boy may be that guy that don't like us. Right. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. The Latin group does it. You know what I mean? Right. But it's just the way you had to move. Mm -hmm. Now, you're a cool guy. And I tell people this. Black people are the most forgiving people on this planet. I promise you. I promise you. But they're also looked at as most dangerous.
0: You got to give them a why, though. So you can make that claim, but you got to give them a why. So why are the black people, in your experience? In my experience. Yeah.
1: Because think about this. The people I meet in the South that really had grandparents. Yeah that experience, these, these, that's their only experience. Right. Just like on the white side, their only experience was, that, listen, you were a slave. Right. Like, this is what these people did and you are marrying a white girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's what they experienced. But if their son bring a white girl home, they're gonna be like, you know what? I can do this. In my experience in high school, I dated a white Polish girl. You know what her parents said about me? Mm-hmm. Black this, that, and that. It was so bad. We had to hide our relationship for three years in, in high school. Okay. Because I was black. How, how old were you guys? I was in high school. I was in 9th, 10th, 11th, to 12th grade. Okay, so 16, 17, Yeah. 18. So listen, I go to college. Yep. We still kind of dated. There was nothing really there because we couldn't build anything. Because one, it's like, what if we get married where well, your parents can't even come? Families aren't going to It's not even going to get along. Right. And the crazy part is, you thought I was a hoodlum and you thought I ran the streets. And here I outperformed everybody in your house, including your son, who you thought was great at football, baseball. Right. And it's like, you thought I was that guy, but I can't fault you for that. Because your father taught you, it is what it is. Right. Right? But we're focused on a story. We're focused on, yeah, it's real, but it's not the reality. There's a difference. The reality is you're choosing to be this way. 100%. However, th- the real part is this is a legit feeling based on history.
0: Right, so let's speak on that. So you watch mainstream media, right? Yeah. We've got critical race theory, <laughs> yeah. which which people, I, I, and I wanna dissect that for a minute because you know people hear critical race theory yeah. and, and what the media does is they tell people, oh, that's just making sure that young people know what happened. Exactly. No, that's yeah. American history. That's far from the truth. That's American history. Yeah. Critical race theory is the theory or the belief that the institutions of our country have been developed as such that there is racism interwoven into those institutions yeah. and in those societal conventions mm-hmm. to try to keep black people yeah. down. That's what they that's what they yeah, want to teach yeah. the kids in school Listen. is that the society that we live yeah. in was constructed yeah. <laughs> solely with only yeah. the idea of keeping the yeah. black man suppressed yeah, yeah, yeah. for years to come. Yeah. It's such a fucking asinine. Oh, it's crazy.
1: Let's call a spade a spade. Check this out. The reality, this is the fact of the matter. It's nothing to do with race. It's economics and it's power. 100%. That's the only thing that mattered. And it just so happened to be black people were the target at the time. Mm -hmm. Because in case you don't know your history, the uh, the, uh, uh, Italians got it. The Dutch got it. Like everyone got it at some point in a different way. America did things a little different. But this whole idea of suppressing—now think about this. You tell me if you grew up in all-white, all-white neighborhood, your parents were like, "Well, yeah, the black people only work for us." Listen, you know how I can relate to this okay. because I look at the Mexican workers in Arizona doing the field jobs, yeah. and the ignorance of me, or they just do field jobs.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't. But no, no, no. But I push that aside and be like, now I'm being something that I claim don't. I got to acknowledge these people as people. 100%. So you need a ride home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I can't be that. It's easy to be ignorant from what you've seen. 100%. You know what I mean? So yeah, the Mexicans are the blacks today.
0: It's so funny that you say that because I was just watching something and I believe the girl was on The View. And I want to say, I don't know, Scott or Ruben, maybe you guys can speak on this. I want to say it was, um, who's the Osborne girl? Kelly Osborne, Ozzy's daughter. It looked like her, so if it wasn't, no disrespect to her, but there was a girl, an artist of some sort on The View. And they were talking, and this might not be recent because they referenced Donald Trump. It could be an old clip, but I laughed openly and out loud in the middle of my gym, working out in the middle of the night because she said something like this. She said something like, um, you know, yeah, you want to take all the Mexican immigrants, Mr. Trump, and send them back to Mexico? Well, then, who's going to clean your toilets and do your gardening, duh? And I'm thinking... And all of them went, no, 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 yeah, like, tripped, no. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: and I thought in that moment, like, there you go, wokey. Like you're trying to yeah, play this card yeah. of how you're the compassionate to the yeah. minority person. Exactly. In society. You just, like, you're yourself. the celebrity that believes everybody is equal because we shouldn't send the Mexicans home because then there'll be no one to clean your shitter.
1: Right. Like right. who's the
0: racist? Right. <laughs> and and
1: here's what's crazy. Here's what's fascinating about this story. This is why, but this is the unique part, Luke. And okay, I think this is something we need to shine light on. Hit me, man. The fact that there were people, even if they were sold from black, even if Africans sold, because we know the Arabs is the a, the Arabs introduced slavery to Africa. Okay, it's in, just do the history, right?
0: I will. That that's the, not, the Africans not adopted well it, well right? That,
1: so. Adopted it. This is a good idea. Yeah, and they started telling the monks. Right? We had the Atlantic slave trade. Whatever. Boom! 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 So the difference is this. This is why this this is why America really needs to get away from saying African Americans and call people Americans. Because the minute people were brought over here on slave ships, with is that would you agree that's a fact,
0: right? People were brought here enslaved, were brought on you know the That's mean? an undisputed fact. Right, right,
1: right, right, right. Brought here in and your first job was to work, mm-hmm. right? When we even though the Mexicans are the new blacks today, you can say whatever you want, because guess what? It's a low-end job. No one's gonna black people like you ain't paying me that when I could just go to school and go to but You got immigrants coming in, like, yo, this is the opportunity. I'm on it. Yep. But the difference is that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Right. Today is a choice for all of us, but that's a choice for them no matter what. They were never forced to do that. They decided to do that. 100%. They fled from the country. Back in the day, they were forced to do this. Right. But because of all the fighting and the bloodshed, and the fact that there were white people saying, this is wrong. Right. This is not right. In fact, there were more white people. They're not saying, yo, we can't have. Thank this. you. So can we speak
0: on that? Okay. Because we talk about critical race theory. We talk about, you know, uh, the, the, the racial divide in this country. Yeah. And here's my opinion. Okay. And as a black man, I want yeah. your, I want your feedback. Yeah. I want no, big loop. That's fucked up, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I take offense to that. Whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, the case may co- be. Yeah. This is what I, if in a perfect world, cause people say to me, well, you want to say that there's a problem? Are you going to have a solution? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My solution is teach American history.
1: Yeah.
0: Let the world know about Malcolm X. No, teach the smart. truth. Uh, the truth. Of American history. Yeah. Correct. Teach kids about Malcolm X. Yes. Teach them teach about Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Also teach them about Nathaniel Forrest. Yeah. Also teach them about the KKK. Yeah. Tell them yeah. that at a time in this country, black people were enslaved yeah. in a horrible, horrific, disgusting, inhumane way explain to them that they were whipped until they bled, yeah. explain to them that rich white landowners, now rich white landowners, yeah, not not, all. not poor white guys working in the coal mine, no, rich elite, elite rich, did I make my point clear? They're rich and they're elite yeah. whites, whipped these people half to death, raped black women, Yeah. Just travesties, right? Just things that make me so unproud of that part of the history of my country. But I understand it was necessary because of where we are today. So that's American history, okay? Now, I don't think we should be talking about it now. I think we should teach it as history, okay? But here's what I don't see. I don't see Hollywood littered with images of only wealthy white men and women. It used to be. It isn't anymore. I don't go to Harvard or Rutgers and see all white professors. I don't go to the music store or Mm. iTunes, dating myself with a music store, or iTunes, okay, and see all white artists. I don't see a white-dominated society. In fact, when I look at a billboard, I see more Asian, Hispanic, and black actors, actresses, personas, in advertisements in an effort to be equal, right? This this mm-hmm. whole agenda, um, and it's a semi, there's a wokeness to it that I don't agree with. I think it's a little overzealous. I think it should be equal. I don't think it should try to overcompensate. That's I what I'm saying. I think 100%. it should be proportional. That's all I'm saying. I think it should be real, okay? So what I'm saying is we should teach the history. We should explain what, ha- but this is what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. Uh, there's no rich white elitists in this country that own cotton gins and slaves whipping people right now. Okay, yeah, no, So no. that level of racism, it doesn't exist right now. So we shouldn't act like it does, okay? We shouldn't every day on the news, okay, where there's people getting shot, there's world wars going on, there's cyber crimes, there's good things too, that it would yeah. be really nice to see some positivity on the news, yeah. right? But every five minutes, it's about white people should feel bad about this and black people should feel empowered about this. And, you know, Morgan Freeman said this in an interview, and I love this interview, right? A guy asked Morgan Freeman, he goes, well, Morgan, you know, how do we get rid of racism in this country? And Morgan goes, well, you you stop talking about it. Yeah, You'll stop referring to me as a black man yes. and I'll <laughs> stop referring to you as a white man <laughs> and we'll just be two men having a conversation yeah. Yeah, 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 and it just won't be there. Yeah, And you're like, huh. Simple. And then they talk to Weezy, And Wayne says, you know, they wouldn't want me to answer that question, man. And he says, why not? I said, because when I go to a concert and I open the curtains, yeah. I see a million white kids singing my songs, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took it. I took it as a sign that there was no yeah. such thing as yeah. racism, right? Yeah. And then you go to Denzel Washington, and you said, Denzel. Obviously, black black people are oppressed in this country. Obviously, he says no bullshit, man. There's no black fathers in the homes. Yeah, that's the problem. It's oh, yeah. fatherlessness. Yeah. Okay, and my point yeah. is this: if some of the wealthiest, most successful, most prominent black voices in this country are saying the same thing that I'm saying, I, I believe there's got to be some credence to what I'm saying.
1: No, I think the going back to Morgan Freeman, you put your head down, you do what you need to do. Um, First and foremost, you don't got to worry about what's being talked about because you're focused on you. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about something, you give it power. It's really that simple. Exactly. We do know this is a proven fact. If you look at, now here's the thing, it's hard because there's some truth to people were afraid, white people were afraid that black people, the ones that were rich, were afraid that the slaves were waking up. So they're like, yo, what's another way? Because we're losing our money. It has nothing to do with racism. We need workers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Reality. So now you create this thing, you know, welfare, section eight. You know, you, if you, the husband leaves the house, this was offered to all people. This is really smart.
0: So you're yeah. talking about the incentivization of welfare yeah. and getting yeah. the, getting the father out of the home. Yeah, check this out. Candace Owens
1: speaks a lot yeah. on this. If the husband leaves the house, will basically give you a stipend, right? Everybody was offered that, but everybody didn't need it. Most of the white people were pretty stable, right? Mm. So it was these people that lived in the section, the, home, the the income-based homes. Like, yo, we need this. Is great. Husbands barely even. So you tell me if he leaves, I'm good, right? And you can look at that as a sense of racism. But how's that racism if it's a choice, Luke? It's a choice. You're making my argument. But what's so scary you. is this: you don't know what you don't know. If the black men knew what we, what I knew today, they would have stayed. Mm. So what about it's? I just think it's 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 wordplay, it's manipulation. One hundred percent, right? But at the end of the day, it blows my mind how how we're stuck on racism when it doesn't make any sense today. And they always switch the narrative. Now it's like, oh well, the Jewish people own this and that. It's like, oh now you're switching it's like the going, narrative.
0: No, it's the anti semitism but that's what I'm saying. Right.
1: It's switching the narrative. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what you're doing is continuing to stir up turmoil so that people don't get along so that you can push an agenda yep. you know who's the only racist people in this country the government you want to know why cuz they can shut out whole con- they can sh- they can shut whatever they want down you 100%. see what happened with covid
0: i see i i would agree i would agree and disagree a little i would say yes i believe about the strength of the government but i would say it's more the strength of the media no, no, the no, media but, but, can right shut it right
1: down. right who controls the media?
0: Well, you, well uh, no, listen, I, I, could, I could say it's the other way around. The you, media controls the government. That's what I would say.
1: Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, right, money will buy 90% of people that don't stand for nothing. And the government has an unlimited amount of it. They can do whatever they want. They can raise taxes on whatever they want. And they can move how they want. So you take a guy like Elon Musk who just brought Twitter, right? Yeah. He has the money for it, right? Yeah. But, but if they change the rules of the game... Now, Twitter's not what Twitter used to be because the government changed the rules of the game.
0: So, so no, that's, that, I, I, I gotta disagree with you there. It, that's not the case. No, Twitter's not what it used to be because the media
1: Right, but the media, changes. Is the, well, who's the media controlled by? The,
0: the, I, well, I believe the elite. I believe, Who and I'm the, not going conspiracy theories, No, no, no that's, that's, what that's my saying. point.
1: Who is the elite?
0: The, the, the wealthiest people in the world. Who are the wealthiest people in not, this world? Not the president and the speaker. Of the I'm not talking.
1: The it. government is not. The, when I mean government, I don't mean the president. Okay. I mean the people that make the big decisions.
0: Which would not be government officials. They would be the elite.
1: Right, but they're closest to the, to those elite than anyone else.
0: Oh, I don't disagree with right. that. I, but it's like but, puppet strings. But that's but my what, point. What I'm saying is it's not. When you say we got to be careful, we have an audience, so we have to be very articulate. You know, very careful how we articulate what we're saying. So what I am saying is that you made a comment about Twitter. Okay, the media just made a a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A a attack that was a a coordinated attack. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't have had that hard of a time coming up with that word. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the eighteen hundred SAT score does for you. A coordinated attack against yeah. Elon Musk, right? Oh, it's yeah. an anti-Semite platform. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's um Elon Musk is just a, a crybaby billionaire. Yeah. They're attacking free speech. Yeah. The man literally spent forty-four billion dollars of yeah. his hard-earned money to buy yeah. a platform so he could go, hang on, <coughs> censorship yeah. off, yeah. accounts reinstated. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. By the way, play eight bucks pay eight bucks for your blue check mark. Not a big deal. Because yeah. These are people paying, you know, sixty grand for their Teslas yeah. and, and you know, uh, you know, however much lobbyist money they're taking and they're worried about eight dollars. It's whatever the narrative flavor of the week is, right? So what I'm saying is that the media has the ability to shut down anything. If the media, yes and no. Okay, I would say this, and I'm not overly fond of the guy. I'm fond of what he's done for himself. But a guy like Andrew Tate, are you familiar with Andrew Tate? Very familiar with There's a guy who's found a way to to an extent to beat the media. He's still in my thread. He's still in my feed. He's on everybody else's goddamn show, but they they shut his shit down. But he speaks about a coordinated attack. The minute he crossed the line and he started basically flexing his muscles and saying, I'm Andrew Tate. You can't fucking shut me down. Fuck you. That guy just got too loud. They went, yeah, boom next thing you know twitter uh, yeah. account shut down yeah. his square his yeah. credit card reader yeah. account shut down. Uber, he just his, shut down his uber, uber yeah, his yeah, twitter his stuff. facebook is yeah. everything he didn't he didn't yeah. exist anymore yeah. now he did see this is where the ge- the genius of an entrepreneur and a hustler comes into yeah. play and again i think if me and andrew tate sat down we'd agree on a lot of things yeah. we'd also disagree on a lot yeah, of things
1: he, he's he's a he's a little bit of he's a he's on point no, no the dude's he, on point though he's on but point. he's
0: extremist i think I think Andrew Tate, if you really peeled back the layers of the onion, you would find a guy that's a little insecure, okay? You would find a guy that, because Antonio, what I've found in my years is what you project, okay, as your reality is the opposite of what your reality is. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, okay? I am one of the most self-conscious people in the world with the lowest self-esteem. You look at me, I'm white. Yeah. I'm middle class. Yeah. I'm middle aged. Yeah. I'm six foot four, 270 yeah. pounds, muscle bound on a TV show, baba da bam, with my car dealers from hey. Yeah. But in reality, in my head, every morning I wake up, okay, I got to get better today because yeah. I'm just not enough, right? Yeah. My point is Andrew Tate, he comes across as, I'm the badass. I'll kick your ass. I won't be stopped and I'll do whatever I goddamn want to. And I'll call my wife a bitch and I'll slap her down if she does. It's like, bro, just shh for a second. Yeah, You're a great kickboxer you you're a hell of a businessman yeah okay but to go and show us how many Bugattis you know, the way he talks to i don't yeah. know what that accent is yeah but he's it's,
1: from like yeah yeah. he has a little slang it, it
0: just there's certain words like his, his dialect is Bugatti. Yeah, his, yeah. his vernacular is dialect. yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and no if you're andrew tate or if you're a fan of andrew tate no shade no like, oh, the you dude's don't, smart he's very what smart. have we said he's smart he's articulate he's yeah. bit. all i'm saying is andrew tate is riding a social media wave and he's 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 playing he's playing the keyboard correctly but I think if you really cut the guy down if I think he's a guy that's trying to impress his father yeah I think he's a guy that's trying to establish what his footing in his where and where his what his footing is and where his worth is in this world and I think he's scared shitless okay I'm scared shitless let's keep it a buck right I'm not sitting here throwing shade I'm scared shitless I wake up every day going man today could be the day that no one shows up and buys a car at CNY drives today could be the day that ADK calls me up and says you know Luke I thought about it again man a racial discussion with a white boy on a TV show the yeah. American flag in the ah, not for me yeah, right yeah. so my point is I don't even remember where the fuck I was going with no this. so we were
1: talking about so listen because I do I think it's important you made a good point I want to clear it up so we talk about the the, the stem from the government conversation yeah. and I think this is important the point for I was trying to, to make with the
0: Andrew Tate thing is just that yeah. the media can shut you down in yes. a moment the government can't the government true. can't get on tv and right. say you can't do this anymore because right. then it's communism check right. this out this Go. is
1: why I say government here's my point sure um Kanye West, check this out. Forget being kicked off of I've been
0: following Kanye closely. Yeah, lately.
1: forget being kicked off Twitter. Kanye West woke up and checked his bank account, and he owed a ridiculous amount of money in taxes out of nowhere to the point where he couldn't even take money out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Is that media? How did that happen?
0: Okay, that, that would, well, I mean, I, I'm assuming it would be government intervention and a tax lien.
1: So what I'm saying is this. The reason Andrew Tate still made his moves, because one, they can say, Luke, I don't want you on another talk show again. Here's the unfortunate part about that. You know too many people where your face is going to pop up at some point. Right. It's hard. It's too much. Because if they try to stop you, they're going to have to shut up. Okay, Okay, but wait,
0: what if I don't have a tax lien? What if I don't have an income from Adidas?
1: They find a diff- they find another way.
0: What way would you say? I
1: personally believe that
0: because I think if that, that, people that have Kanye set himself up for that. Of if there's a he caveat did. in a contract that allows right. them to do that, right. that's on him. Right,
1: right, right. But also, I I think they can change the rules of the game, not the law. I think they can change the rules of the game and make it a little bit more difficult. I do. I think the government has a lot of power, and I think if our government, because first of all, how in the world does the government know more about us? when it's supposed to be the other way around. We're supposed to be private and know everything about the government.
0: Well, because everybody allows this thing right here to to measure and check everything you do. When they turn it on, they hit the little button that says accept. And once you've done that, man, you've given up all your privacy. Done. It's over. So Right now, if they wanted to track us, they know where you and I are right now. They wanted to hear us. They don't need this. They got this, right? They want to film us. The camera's right there. You accepted those terms I, of service that says your app can, from time to time, collect diagnostic data, and they want to diagnose something, they're going to do it.
1: So are we Are we, Are we? crazy enough to say, you know what, that's fine? Or is it, because I'm extremist innocent when it comes to this. I think my freedom is important. I also think my privacy is important. I think the fact that if I want to have a genuine conversation with Luke, without my conversation being recorded, I should be able to do that. But I don't like the feeling that I have an eye over my shoulder 24-7. Now, I get it. I get it. Right? But I just think that's too much power. And I agree, I, I agree I say, wholeheartedly. I'm not saying, I'm saying people, it's not the people. Right. I speak to too many people to believe that the, 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 the reason this country is still racist is because of the people. Right. The, social media plays a major role in it. But before social media, there was still, the racism was still there. It was still there before we had access like this, before all of this crazy stuff was going on, before See, black so and white
0: TVs. Can I can I just interrupt there because I feel I, I, I agree and disagree with yeah. that. I believe that before the phones, racism was there. I feel like we went through this pattern where we had slavery. Then we had, you know, the, uh, the, the underground railroad, we yeah. had the emancipation yeah. we had, and we progressed Jim in this crowd. way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That got us through that into, you know, the civil rights movement into affirmative action yep. into, and it's been a progression. Right. Yeah. And then we got somewhere in between, I believe the early to mid eighties. Okay. Yep. And the early two thousands mm-hmm. for a 20 year period where I, as a, as a young man growing up in this country, yeah. racism was just not, I mean, you had Rodney King yeah. and there was a big uproar because of an ice. Isolated incident, and then the lull came again, okay? And it was like there was nothing else. It it was like you had racists that were people who learned that behavior from their parents, and they were these obscure figures that you were like, that's not cool, right? Uh, Michael Jackson came out with a song I probably got to say in maybe the early 90s called Black or White. Oh, yeah, I know. And, uh, and bro, you had all the Times Square bebopping to that song. Black, white, everybody. And it was, there was no divisive vitriol. There was no racial divide in the country. There were racists. There always have been, and there always will be ignorant people who find the simplest, quickest reason to hate somebody and call them alien and not like themselves because they're insecure. And those racists are always going to be there. But there was no, there was no, uh, you know, epidemic of racism in our country. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, and then I feel like something happened where, they went well. We gotta, we gotta recreate this problem, man. We got, we gotta create. We gotta victimize somebody, right? Because we need votes, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was a political thing, okay. Yeah. But I, I'll stay away from that. What I'm gonna do is yeah. just tell you where I, where I saw this thing go. Yeah, yeah. From the age of me being, you know, cognitively able, five, six years old, as long back as I can remember, up until me being about thirty, thirty, thirty-two, yeah. thirty-three. Yeah. I don't ever remember there being such a large racial discussion in media and in the news, okay? Yeah. In the past five years, I have seen nothing but overwhelming talk of white privilege and racism. And it's it's right yeah. around the pandemic, pre-pandemic, yeah. through the pandemic, right? Black Lives Matter. I don't ever remember seeing somebody with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt yeah. on when I was younger, yeah. right? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we got white people are bad. Yeah. Black people are oppressed. Yeah. There's terrible divisive racism everywhere. We need critical race theory. We da, 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 da. So my question, I guess, would be this. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Do you agree or disagree with the time frame I'm giving? So
1: I see, I definitely hear your point, and I definitely agree with the fact that it has been. Do you agree that it went away for a while? No, no, no. I, see, I don't know because, again, I've had, I think that social, during the time you're talking about, it was not as bad in terms of I, I what i see today in terms of this in your face i see a distraction right. i literally that's see
0: that's that's what i'm I saying i don't
1: see like like the 80s racism i don't see that you know what i mean where it's like or the 60s where the segregated what well, right. i don't see that right what i see today is a distraction to push a certain agenda and i think identity politics has a big thing to do with that because if we can if we can divide we can conquer. And if we can keep us from disagreeing with each other right. and now say, you know what? Well, if, if, if we can keep him here, him here, she there, thee there, and they don't work together, right. Then, then we'll be fine. Our agenda will be passed. Then they're going to look up and they're going to be in a pandemic. 100%. And that's exactly what happened. 100%. We got so distracted, right. Yep. That the next minute we looked up, Oh, Trump, you were behind the eight ball. No, they know you. And I'm not saying, I'm saying they, as in there's, there's a political scheme. They can say whatever they want, but I said, well, it's it's, it, this politics is killing our country more than it's benefiting our country. One hundred percent. Because every no. time you look up, there's a new movement, there's a new march, there's a new theory, there's right. a new this. Right. That's not from the people. No. We're not voting on that. No. But what happens is you're you're helping to fill somebody's fuel mm-hmm. by now saying like, oh, see, I told you they were racist, so it's okay for me to feel to express how I really feel. Right. When the, the fact of the matter is no. The media will play this game on you. You turn on news. Listen, let's have a better argument. You turn on CNN, um, NBC, whatever the case may be, Fox and all of that. You know what I see? And I didn't see this as a child. You know what I see?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, they, and then I hear they, and I'm like, can you guys talk about something that's good instead of of talk about left side and the right side? Right. Because you're not, what do you, you want me to trust you, but it's right. always a fight. How do I supposed to get along with Luke if I'm Democrat and you're a Republican and they're always fighting? You it's think we're going to get
0: along? It's just so you're exactly right. It's just like this. It's just like you go into a school, right? You're, you're a new kid at the school and you go to this one table and the guy's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah my name's Tony, this video's got a yeah, Lucci yeah, yeah. and Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see those fucking Irish guys? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a bunch of fucking Mick yeah, Bricks yeah. and I'm going to tell you those sons of bitches, <laughs> I see them down at Patty's Pub yeah. with their fucking red hair and their goofy ass jeans talking yeah. shit every okay, we're gonna go down we're gonna fuck those yeah, motherfucking yeah, yeah. mix up at the end of the day you with us yeah and you're like oh yeah fuck yeah. those guys fucking assholes yeah then the next day you go to the other table and it's like hey how are you An- antonio they tell <laughs> yeah, me yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. you see those fucking guineas over there <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they're fucking sitting over there with their greasy hair and their fucking gold chains dragging down to their testicles <laughs> looking over here like yeah. there's something bloody special you know what we're gonna do yeah we're gonna beat them in their ass yeah we are gonna take them down to paddy's pub where they ate the yeah. most we're yeah. gonna take their little arlie davidsons and their ferrari cars we're gonna shove their fucking quirks up the tailpipe yeah yeah you're, you're with us mate appointing some yeah. ass lickings let's yeah. do it all right yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like whoa and at the end of the day you step back and you go now you're both full of shit. you're both you're both, yeah. you're both full of shit because the rank and file, yeah. the rest of the crowd, are all sitting back quietly watching the banter because it's a great distraction, right? Yeah. So that's what I believe is going on in this country. Yeah. I believe you've got a red side and a blue side, okay? Mm-hmm. And the red side's going, "Oh, these fucking people, they're they're you know elitists and they're global." And so I guess I should probably preface that by saying there's truth to a lot of a lot of the name-calling and a lot of it. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is they both have an argument, right? Yeah. There are bad things going on both sides. Yes. But that's what we need to agree on, Yeah. right? That's, Absolutely. that's where we need to get centrist. That's where yes. we need to say, okay, this is wrong over here and this is wrong over there because you're exactly right, right? Yeah. One side goes, we are all right over yeah. here and yeah. they are all wrong over right. there. And yeah. then you go over there and they say, oh, no, 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 we are uh, all right yeah. over here yeah. and they are all wrong over there. And then the Americans go, well, I gotta pick one side. Hey. All right, let's think about it. I, What's my favorite I, color? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't like abortion. Yeah, and I believe in God. Yeah. Um. Well, but I think immigrants are cool. Yeah. But I'm a, kind of an entrepreneur. I guess I gotta be a Republican, right? Yeah. They they pick what the majority of the issues are that are the most uh, that whatever their largest issues are, their largest voting yeah. issues are, and they align themselves with that side. Whereas if you go to somebody, and I speak on this frequently because I, you know, I would be looked at as a conservative Republican, you know, all these things. But in reality, you know, I, I don't, I believe that, you know, w- women should have a right to abort a child. Okay. I don't think that it should be popular. I don't think that it should be done often. I think it should be very tightly regulated, yeah. but I believe, but I don't have a daughter. I have a son. And I stop and I think to myself, if my little baby girl came home and told me that she had been raped, would I force her to carry the rapist baby for the rest, you know, for for nine months, and then have that child for the rest? I have to believe that if I was put in that situation, that I would say, no, it, let that happen. That, that, that's right. not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I know that you're a very strong Christian in your values, yeah. and I don't mean, you know, I hope that didn't offend you in any way, but I just, I try not to speak on things of, uh, that yeah. I can't be ultimately aware of because I've yeah. never experienced them. Yeah. So that's something where I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm remiss in trying to pass judgment on, or yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta hesitate to, to just say I'm one way or the other on, yeah. okay? There's other things, like, you know, the, the global, the, the 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 economy or the economy man I'm losing it the goddamn geo what the what the fuck am I what's the word I'm looking for smart people um, the, oh, okay. climate the climate crisis Reuben say hi Reuben oh. <laughs> um, the uh, the climate stuff right yeah. global warming all these global things war- yeah, yeah I'm not, I i do not buy into the whole global warming thing okay climate change is real it has to be real to an extent because human beings have introduced climate factors that will shift things right I believe a lot of it is correctable I believe a lot of it is you know over long long periods of time I don't think the world's going to explode no. tomorrow right no. so I guess what I'm saying is I, there's things that I align with on the left there's things that I align with on the right. Probably more things on the right, just because I'm a little bit more traditional and conservative. But I by no means have divisively one way or the other. Right? I don't think that all <laughs> leftist liberals, Democrats, yeah. fuck those guys. Like no, because there's just too many that I've met that are good people that have intelligent ways of thinking. I just, bro, the two party system yeah. to me yeah. is, I think, is a part of the reason that we have racial yeah. issues in this yeah. country. It just, it, that that in and of itself, like let's let's dissect that right there, right? What, what are we where's our political systems in this country well they're one color or the other
1: yeah oh, they're yeah. blue
0: or they're red right
1: and it's purple. like there's no purple
0: there, there's no purple exactly no. there's no gray even no. you're all either blue, blue or you're red yeah okay so we can just run that all the way up through you're male you're female you're black you're white you're red you're blue yeah this this media yeah. slash government whatever yeah. you want to call it in this yeah. country wants you on one fucking side of the other look I end think, of story
1: i think you're on something and But here's another thing. I also think the reason you and I get along very well this outside of the fact that most, you know, we're human beings and, you know, we both work out, we have a lot of interests. Right. I came in here saying this. Listen, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I, you know, I, I like what I like, and but be, I'm a little bit more conservative because of my views, right? Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is most people, right. literally. I think more people are conservative than they think. I think so, too. You know what I mean? But I think the fact that you are open... We couldn't have this conversation if you were far right. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned abortion, and I just want to clear this up because this is how much we are alike in mind. Listen, first and foremost, if I had a daughter and she came home, and this is me being transparent, mm-hmm. if I had a daughter and she came home, she, she, was, she said she was raped. To be honest with you, my wife is dealing with making that decision mm-hmm. because I'm dealing with something else. Okay, You know what I mean? Okay, But my wife also, as a woman... My thing is this, I got nothing to do with me, none of my business, right? However, I grew up in a society, in a culture where people got multiple abortions because they were having unprotected underage sex. That's what I seen. And if you look at the majority of the numbers, that's what bothered me. It's killing a black community. If you see what's going on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's why it's personal for me because okay. you, I'm not talking about the numbers where, where people are, you know, raped, or if you're 21, make your own decision. Right. I'm talking about the ones that are 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. If the morning after pill don't work, I'll get the boy. Like, come on, we have to, we got to figure this out. Right. That's the majority of the numbers, mm-hmm. but that's another subject. So for me, I'm not ever here saying, oh, pro, like, listen, our, 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 our extreme rightists, you know, listen, I'm pro life all day, right? But I'm also realistic, right? Right. Listen, if you're a grown woman and you decide that you want to have eight abortions, that's your business. Do your thing. That nothing to do with me. Nothing. You know, it's not my wife. So you want to know what
0: the first, the first place my mind goes when you, said, when yeah. you say that? Yeah. Is I, I want to take that and I want to throw that at the staunch right Republicans and say, C- can we do this? Yeah. Can't we do this instead of, huh, huh But you want to that? know why?
1: You want to know why? Because I personally know a hardcore Republican. You want to know why? They, they, some of them know but have to take that stance because it opens up the door to too many other things. And if you're, if you are conservative, you so are why is that Republican, a problem? So I'd love you
0: to ask that. Republican, color
2: is
1: more important than a rationality.
0: hundred percent. So, but so right. Th- but wh- those words you just said, they resonate perfectly because yeah. that's what we're seeing, but it doesn't make any sense at all. None whatsoever. No. So I'd love to ask this same political figure. So let me ask you a question. Why can't we just say abortion is largely bad. It's yeah. it's the take. It's the ending of the process of life. Yeah, It's devastating. It's tragic. And it puts me on the verge of tears to think about it. But there are times where it's going to be necessary. Of course. Just like any other extreme, just like the death penalty, right? People say, oh, I'm not with the death penalty. Other people say, the death penalty and everything. The guy takes a candy bar, fucking kill him. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, But yeah. it's like, wait a minute. No, I don't, I don't think that the answer should be taking a human life. No. I think it should be rehabilitation. Yeah. I think it should be corrective action. Okay, but what if the guy's a recidivist? What if he goes out and he kills a woman, Multiple rapes people. a baby, then you know they, they, they parole him and he gets out and he rapes a woman and kills a baby and that, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy has proven that he was sentenced to some hard time. Yeah. They made him sit his ass down for a long time and think yeah. about what he did. And he got out and the very first thing he did was take a life. It's like, okay, so number one, the people are going to say, well, you know, you should have off him in the first place or he wouldn't have taken the second life. I say there, I don't believe there's any way to know that for sure. Right. And I'm taking a, I'm taking a very big leap here and pissing off a lot of people. Okay. And this isn't a final or an extreme or a, or a, you know, this isn't the end all be all for how I feel. I'm giving an example, just giving an example. So. Now that that's happened a second time, I don't think we put him back in jail. I think we say this, there's, we're not going to give him a third try, right? So that's a life we can end. Okay. I may be wrong. I may five years from now, look back on this and say, I shouldn't have said that. Okay. I'm just, I'm speaking off the cuff, right? What I'm trying to say is I don't believe there's anything like, for instance, in regards to dieting, right? People say, oh, you got to eat this all the time. No, you can have a cheat day, right? So everything is okay as long as there's moderation for most for most part other than things that are deadly yeah, or yeah, poisonous yeah. or whatever but so why can't our politics be the same way? Why can't we say all right, yeah. abortion is largely bad, yeah. but there's going to be exceptions, okay? There's a there is a climate crisis. We're not all dying tomorrow, but yeah. we should start taking constructive More. steps, right, right, right. right? Racism, there's an issue there. There always has been, probably always will be. Let's legislate accordingly. But let's not riot let's not burn let's not as political figures say like you know some of the people out there and i won't get into name calling but we need to make our voices heard so be a little violent be a little aggressive and let them know we mean business it's like no that's not your job as a politician to no. start fueling the fire right there's just too much that we are partisan on yeah the the, the, the two-party system is just it's divisive in and of itself
1: Well, the political system, to my understanding, was created like a pendulum, right? So we know liberals are more open to change. Conservatives are more open to stability, structure, consistency, Mm -hmm. right? Innovation, stability, structure, consistency. Common sense would tell you a pendulum swings. Mm -hmm. So in the, what, 2000s, there was a lot of change. So you would think it would be more blue because we had the, innovation, open to change, and then you swing it back to see if it even makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you work together, you meet in the middle, now you have newer innovation, you have structure behind it, and you have longevity. Mm -hmm. That's working together. What you're finding is people pick the side. And the problem with picking the side is this. If I told you, Luke, you either with the Bloods or the Crips, figure it out, right? Yep. And you're like, yo, but we're, we're all, we're all why, why can't we just get together?
0: Antonio, let him know. What are the two colors that represent the bloods and the Crips?
1: <laughs> just let him know. what do you say?
0: What are the two colors yeah, that represent yeah, the Yeah, Republicans, Democrats. Red and blue?
1: Red and blue, man. Blood Isn't that crazy? I'm Listen, just saying. Right, right. i just right. saying. But here's the thing, Luke, and you just said something really profound. You know, you said it. What are the two colors that represent? Do you understand what the blood, the blood and Crips today actually get along better than politics do? I've been told better today not back like 20 years ago today right. they get along better i know bloods and i know some crips they get along better than the the democrats and republicans do today because that's business a, right that's a, no because the fact that they're like listen yeah yeah business the because the it's, fact like yeah. listen we need each other more than we don't mm-hmm. we got to figure this out right.
0: we can still hate each other we but can, let's get right. that money
1: but there's no real hate right. what do you hate each other for mm-hmm. The reason it was, the gangs were formed was for unity. Mm-hmm. When did you decide to say we're going to beef with them if they come on our property and we going? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's animal behavior. Right. It really is. Right. Calling a spade a spade. There's no reason for that because the unity is already there. Now Tuki and all of them. Yeah, he locked up, but then they had meetings where they came together and they actually had a civilized conversation. So yeah, you still have your neighborhood Crips and your, you know, your 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 bloods and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Mm-hmm. But the difference is this. I watch rap battles, and you get bloods and Crips together all the time, and they battle it out. There's, create, let's take it a step further. There's Crips that hate Crips.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What? That doesn't make <laughs> sense. But when there's a war, they're together. Right. They come together.
0: Right. And that's that's so you're speaking on something that I was going to mention earlier, but this is a perfect time to talk about it. And that is the times in this country yeah. when we were able to accomplish the greatest things yeah. are when black and white came together, yeah. are when Republican and Democrat of came course, together. Yeah. You know the World Wars. Yeah. You say all right, fuck it, set our differences aside. Yo, we got to we'll, come together. We got to do this thing. Yeah. We got a common goal, right? So we're, we're in a place in this country right now. I believe this is a very critical point. Yeah, I, I really do. I'm actually very fearful, honestly, okay, it, because it, I've seen too many other world leaders, okay, speaking on the instability of the internals of the United States right now, yeah. okay? The, um, was it uh, El Salvador, President of El Salvador yeah. just tweeted something along the lines of, everybody thought America could never fall, but when America's beating itself from within, it's no longer a superpower, and, and I'm paraphrasing, that's not a quote, yeah. and it's like, I wanted to be I wanted to call this guy and be like, yo, bro, better watch your fucking mouth down yeah. there in El Salvador. Yeah. Or me and my boys will come down. Yeah. Hey boy. Hey boys. Yeah. Hey boy. No. No, they're not there. That's my concern, right? Is when it comes time to band together, they've done such a good job at dividing. So the reason I'm here is exactly that, Antonio. And that's the reason for this show. This show is multifaceted. It's a, it's a many splendor yeah. diamond, right? I'm trying to accomplish a lot with this. And there's times where we get political, okay? And it's a product of consequence, right? no, let me rephrase myself. It's a product of where the, conseque- the the conversation goes, okay? Meaning that we're talking on one thing, we can't have the conversation on that thing without going to another thing, right? Oh, yes, and certainly. right now, the where we're at in this country, it's gotta, some of these conversations have to end up slightly political. Because the people listening have to understand something. Let me ask you a question. You're a very accomplished guy. You're a professional bodybuilder. We've gone over your trophy case. I don't need to reiterate all of it. Let mm-hmm. me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were to enter a room mm-hmm. and you were going to try to win over a crowd, okay, would you be more effective by going in and asserting yourself as the alpha, saying I'm the, most, I'm the strongest, I'm the most accomplished, I'm the smartest, you guys need to listen to what I have to say. Or would you accomplish that better by going in and being compassionate, trying to build rapport, have a conversation, kind of understand everybody, make sure everybody understood you, and then try to kind of bring everybody together on on the uh, the idea of common ground, and then unify that, and then push forward?
1: Um, Obviously, too, for the reason of, you can be great. At so something. you
0: say obviously. I don't think everybody thinks it's that obvious. Course,
1: but we know that, Luke. We had plenty of conversations about it, and that's why we're here. Right. Because the confusion part is a lot of people don't. And it's like, why though? You are you are more proud to stand on something that's sand mm-hmm. than an actual foundation. 100%. But I say that to say people will hate you just because of shoes you got on. Yep. But they can't hate a person that don't show hate. You can't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, people make stereotypes about me all the time. Oh, this black guy, probably sells drugs. He's probably... And then they meet me and it's like... I didn't even, I had a lady tell me one time in the gym. She said, um, lady drove, uh, she had a Lamborghini truck, first Rolls Royce I've ever been in. No lie. Lady said, Antonio, oh my gosh, you're so, you know, so you're so eloquent. You're just, you know, I thought, you know, you were this black guy, bodybuilding. I said, it's okay. It, no, It's okay. <laughs> right. Because I'm sure other people think that you just happen to say it. It's right. fine. But I'm glad you see that there's more than that to me than just what you what you? Because as humans, we do that. Everybody does it. Right. You meet somebody, you have to make some type of judgment. 100%. or You're a fool. One hundred percent. You know. Yep. But it's my job to clear up what you think. Right. So let's let's. So
0: people need to absorb that, right? And I want my audience to know this, because they need to understand. Because right now, their media and their the the, the important people or the 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 people that resonate, right? Their voices resonate. They're telling Americans. They're telling our fellow Americans that because they had a notion because they passed a type of judgment based on what they saw, that they're evil and they should be condemned and they're wrong. No, to to make a judgment call based on what you see is human instinct. Okay. It's going to happen. You can't stop it. Okay. Whether or not you take that and you act on it and you speak on it and you choose not to educate yourself, you just form an opinion that's what's wrong. That's yeah. what's evil. Absolutely. So for instance, if I look at you and I see, okay, fuzzy hair, I see dark black skin, I see muscles, I see maybe mm, might be a thug or a gangbanger, I don't know, he might be a rapper, I'm not really yeah. sure. And then I talk to you and I find out you're close to your doctorate, you got high SAT scores, you're a pro bodybuilder, you're an accomplished businessman and you, you're a, a motivational speaker, yeah. then I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And I walk out of the room going, well, I've learned my lesson for next <laughs> time. That's productivity. Yeah. Yes. Learning is happening there. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing, that is yeah. what we should all be striving for. So how does that conversation happen? By asking you. Yeah. i saying hi, my name's Luke. What's your name? Yeah. I'm from here. Where are you from? Absolutely. I do this. What do you do? Yeah. And have a compassionate conversation yeah. about it. And here you're sitting here with two muscle-bound fucking meatheads yeah. talking about kindness, respect, yeah. and compassion, right. right? And then you turn on the news and you see skinny jerk-offs who don't know nothing about being tough. No. Don't never been to prison, yeah. never been locked in a fucking yeah. basement, yeah. never dealt with anything real in their fucking lifetime, yeah. but they're professing to the masses. They're telling my audience, they're yeah. telling every one of our yeah. fellow Americans you got to believe this. You got to think this way. You got to hate that guy. This is what's going on. I know you think this might be this, but it's not. It's that. And fuck them, hate them, left, right, right, red, blue, whatever. And it's like, bro, you're saying all these things, but you don't, you're not about any of them. No. You're saying that guy's violent, but you never saw him be violent. No. You're saying these people are bad and evil and racist, but you haven't heard them speak. Nope. You're telling me to behave a certain way and form an opinion in a certain fashion but I haven't even met these people yet. So what's the fucking problem? Who's the root of the problem? Right. How do we fix it? How do we fix it?
1: Well, I don't think it's something we can fix overnight, but I do believe that it's being fixed as we speak because we got to shine light on the fact that most of the country is not like the media is trying to portray. There are a lot more conversations like this that's going on than we know. The issue I have is... Why aren't they being recorded and put out? Boom. Why aren't they being exposed so people can see that this is normal? That even back in the day when there was super racism, when they played on, when they, when black people were able to get on the sports, they had friend, the white friends that talked to them, they were friends. Mm-hmm. They were the same. They realized yeah. they are just humans. So I think we need to do a better job as, as people of America of allowing them to stop painting the narrative of what, it is is because it's not that. No, it's not all about black and white. No, it's not. To be honest with you, it has nothing to do. With That's black the least. It's green. <laughs> yeah. The majority of our problem in this America is green. Boom. Because if you gave every, here's what sucks though. Reach it, please. Because there's no such so equity. Doesn't exist. It doesn't. There's no such thing as equal outcome. There's no such thing as equal. Why opportunity. not? They,
0: they want them to think there is. There.
1: Right. Just tell them why not? Because listen, there's two things. One. Um, Two of the reasons are
0: sitting right here in this fucking room. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But another thing is, no one. Every this is a fact. Everyone born have different genetics. Everyone born have different DNA. Mm-hmm. No one alike ever existed at the same time. Ever existed. Period. Hundred percent. So that common sense alone to me tells me
0: there's going to be no equality. That about some, coming.
1: at some, you're there's something you're way better than me mm-hmm. at. And it is what it is, yep. but the fact that you're trying to even a playing field will only make the other person insecure yep. because they're going to realize they don't belong there. Mm-hmm. But if you glorify people's... Ma- Listen, the fact is this, if you're good at, let's say you're good at ideas, you're good at you know, being able to you know, be animated, right? Yep. And I'm just good at like, you know just in the middle, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's a, right, and we come together. We now have an empire, but we don't do that, especially in the black community. Yeah. The, you got to understand... You can find a people, I see more white people work together than black, and it kills me because it's like, yo, you're in the hood, all y'all got a lot of drug money, right? Mm-hmm. But you ever thought to sit down and put your brains together like, yo, we can get money this way, what if we invested in real estate, this is that, we can be, the mindset- We could own
0: our block instead of run our right.
1: block. Right, you know how you fix that? We draft a, a legislation against rap. People think this is crazy. I'm telling you, you get rid of rap, or we have no culture. How about this? How about this? Instead of,
0: do you know who Andy Minio is? No. Okay. Uh, The reason I do is is because a friend of mine is actually his brother. Andy Minio is a very famous rapper. Ruben, uh, we need to put like a little uh, thing of Andy Minio and maybe a little sound clip in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, This is a Christian rapper. Okay. Now full disclosure, I'm not religiously. I I don't. I'm not affiliated or aligned with anything religiously. um, But I will say this game recognized game right yeah. this man is he, he he speaks on an uplifting tone he's got great music man yeah. you listen to you, you obviously you're you, you tick tock you social media that thing yeah, yeah. You, you heard that song where it's like
2: yeah, i'm yeah. coming in yeah, yeah, hot yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: an andy minio song okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. what's that song about it's it's kind of just a hype song i'm coming in hot yeah, he's like a fajita yeah, right yeah, yeah. he sings but if you listen to his other songs yeah. they talk about god they talk yeah. about um my uh I wish I could think he's got some real clever yeah. raps. Listen to him. Check him out, right? Little free plug for Andy. Yeah. Um, his brother is a car wholesaler. I met him. We're fucking around doing a damn thing. One day I'm listening to a song. This is, a, this is my jam right here coming in. He's like, oh, it's my brother's song. I'm like, what are you talking about? Your brother's song. My brother Andy Mino, he's a rapper, da-da-da. And I didn't know. Then I found out he was a Christian rapper. Then I found out, so then I started listening to his music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's he's rapping stuff. Get funky with it. Get get Miss Piggy with it. Yeah. Like making jokes and throwing cartoons and references. And, and like his music is so uplifting it's yeah. so creative but the beats if you just shut it off and you played the beats you'd think you were listening to biggie eminem of course, yeah offset me that tell you though? that tells me that if you want to legislate rap don't get rid of rap music okay and i understand what you meant by that yeah but i think you do not allow promotion of anything that's illegal
1: well yeah so you don't allow- you know, that up, Yeah, like so
0: i guess what i'm saying is would we agree that in the black community in rap they glorify killing people. Of course, They yeah. glorify whipping up crack. Yeah. In my mom's kitchen with the yeah, pie yeah, racks, yeah, whipping yeah, it yeah, back, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. They're glorifying buying drugs, cooking crack, yeah. selling it, putting yeah. it out on the streets, yeah. running an empire. One day, I'll be stopped handing out little yeah, bags. Yeah, I yeah. have me a fucking, you know, yeah, an yeah. attic upstairs and have my yeah, foot soldiers. It's like, it glorifies you know, in you know, obviously Kanye's a volatile fucking figure right now, but he spoke on it. There's a lot of people that have spoken on it, okay? And that is this music makes it very glorious. To start out with just a little cash and a little bit of drugs and then go. And honestly, the background is entrepreneurship, right? Taking something small, continuing to build it and grow it into an empire and make money. But they do it uh, by glorifying, you know, fucking bitches, multiple women, sex with multiple women, getting money, buying cars, you know, uh, having crack house in the trap, a bee's in the trap, right? The bottom line is they're glorifying a behavior that's illegal yeah. and dangerous and every day costs lives. Every day costs lives, right? Right. Why are they not glorifying uh, taking advantage of tax codes and opportunity zones and buying real estate and looking up to guys like Damon John? Why are they not glorifying looking up to guys like Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, like, I say Lil Wayne, but he sings about that, (laughs) that stuff too.
1: Well, so the big reason for that is, one, you talk about the exceptions, the elite that made it out, that made it impact, but also...
0: I think the rappers Before are making it.
1: an impact, too. Yeah, they, they, but the wrong impact. They're not uh,
0: yeah, it. but they're the same guys that made it out no. they are still talking about what it was like to be Here's in. Here's the thing. They didn't make it out.
1: Some of them did. Jay-Z made it
0: out. Right. Some of them did. Oh, didn't. what you're saying the is Majora- they're, they're speaking yeah. on something that they yeah. know nothing about. No, no. Some right? of them... That I, I would were agree with. rappers.
1: With, right. But there was a point where the stuff they rapped about was, was actually they were living that. They were living. There are some rappers that do it today. But let's take this a step further. Before the 1980s, black music was about love, about family, about joy... About peace before the 1980s, go look it up. And all of a sudden, N.W.A. came in and all of that. I just remember
0: when I was younger, but it was ja- jazz was listen, largely listen. an African American. When were you not to male? not to 84? I was okay. The okay, I'm so look now.
1: Now, listen to what I'm saying. Yep. Before the 1980s, so obviously we were. It the music was just so different. During the 80s, mm-hmm. going on, there was a slight shift. The 90s came.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's when you really seen it. Now, I say that to say. I asked the question of how in the world are we playing NWA during the time of Run DMC? That makes no sense. Run DMC, talk about education. Like, it was just a cool, it was hip-hop, rap. They're like, nah, we're not feeling that. Y'all need to talk about this. So I took it a step further. Okay, who said we need to talk about this? So now we're looking at the record labels. How in the world, I don't hear any country song, any rock song, Coming close to talk about what the rap talks about. Hundred percent. Why is that? Because because I I, I I I'm not person to question. That I want to know.
0: I, be, why why do I feel I feel because when N W A came out, I believe that there was a there was a a subset in the black community that was like, thank you, finally, you're telling our story. Because you got to remember, man, yeah. Ice Cube and them, yeah. they were getting fucked up by the L A P D.
1: Right, but you're talking about. I'm talking. About, I'm not talking about that part. I'm okay. talking about the N W A where they're talking about shooting the house up, killing, selling the drug, hardcore. NWA was hardcore rap. Hardcore. It's like hardcore metal. That was the hardest core rap yep. out there. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that they cared enough that what we wanted to hear. I don't believe that. I believe they knew it would sell.
0: I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And take it a step Be- further.
0: I believe they, they w- believe it would sell because people would relate to it.
1: That's my point. Okay. But it just because you relate to something doesn't mean it's good. No, I, right? I, I agree. Because there's people out there that's pedophiles. Right. And people are like, well, I kind of... Imp- no, I don't oh, get... What? No, Anto- don't you mean minor attracted persons? Listen, you can use that terminology. I happen to just be born into everywhere.
0: No, I happen we, to be we, a realist we, and they're a fucking <laughs> pedophile. <Well, laughs> call it what it call, is. Call a spade Come a spade. Come around me and try yeah, to touch yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
0: get but, non-politically but, correct real quick. I'll beat you with a P and a C. Motherfucker, touch a child! Oh man, I can't. They're gonna know my position on that. It's it's not gonna be oh uh, this you know the man of the free. They can yeah. just kind of go along, across all. Ver- no, 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 no. If you have a sexual attraction towards something that looks like a Cabbage Patch Kid, yeah. you're not welcome in here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people will agree that there's something not right, right? Um, And I also work in mental health very deeply, so I also You work in mental health very deeply? So let me
0: ask you this question. When they're trying to sell me on the fact that I shouldn't think that it's wrong that a human being has a sexual urge towards a child because it's a malfunction of character, it's a a mental defect, should I buy that? Should I
1: be compassionate towards that? Well, you're asking the wrong person because there. I, I argue you, people. You say all the time. you with mental health. I you're work in mental health. Right? I don't agree with everything. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm the guy where listen. If I don't. I'm not going. On if it you're it your my
0: counselor, that. if you're my therapist, yeah. and I'm telling you, Antonio, you it, have a, it. It bothers me deeply. Yeah. And I don't want to associate myself right. with somebody who has a romantic attraction to a child. Yes. Would you say there's something wrong with me? Absolutely not. Would you say that I'm divisive and I'm no ha- hateful? We're not
1: even going anything hateful. I'm listen from a moral perspective. No, but it's not like that. What happens is you get the guy that's like, I'm attracted to. Now in the conversation's awkward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the My person first question is, why? <laughs> I don't even want to listen, my first question, not even why. Because nine tenths out of ten, you probably got molested, right? Right. Something, you know, just 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 we didn't pick up or you didn't get as a child. Right. Or there's some curiosity there. Right. And you can say whatever you want, something's not right. Mm -hmm. but people could argue in other countries, well, 11, 12, it's like, listen, at the end of the day, man, you got to draw the line somewhere. You got to draw the line somewhere in the sand. And quite frankly, if you're educated, just why I believe everybody shouldn't vote because I don't think everybody's qualified to be voting. Boom. I think you get a bunch of people with some, you got people voting for Democrat, Republican. They don't know one policy. I think you should take a test. Thank you. You just made a great
0: fucking point. I think you should have to pass a test to be able to vote. And it should go something like this. Please select from multiple choice what you think a Democrat is, yeah. okay? Their values align with this, this, this. Yeah. They are a type of bird. Yeah. They are a fix-in for a ham yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Or their values align with this, this, this. Like, it very easily gives you two. You got to have some basic education. Okay, you have Kathleen Hochul. You have Lee Zeldin. Which three policies do you believe that Lee Zeldin holds and which three policies do you believe that Kathy Hogan, yeah. if you don't know the answer to those questions, why do you think voting? you should be allowed to vote. How are you voting for someone you don't even know? Because you could be walking in and your buddy could have said, Hey, just go in there and vote for Zeldin. Just go in there and vote for Hokel. Just go in there and vote for Zeldin. Just go. It's like, no, you need to be educated. Absolutely. You need to know what the fuck you're talking about. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, but again, that's, is that realistic? Is that possible? No, so what I'll concede to is I think you should at least be able to have to prove who you are and show your identification. Oh, well, there he goes. He's a racist Republican, right? He's yeah, well, okay, I, okay. So he chose to, the I, side of the fence. I'll
1: say the same thing. Am I? Are you going to call me racist too? You can't. <laughs> you, <laughs> Why not? Why can't I call you racist? Because again, it, it it first and foremost we know that, and they can't call you racist either, Luke. Because again, you got to remember when you throw the word racism around, it was created because it was stemmed from a position of power, Luke. They can call you a prejudiced white guy. They want to. I was call just making
0: racist. sure you weren't going to say I couldn't call you racist because you were black.
1: You can't. I mean, le- <laughs> I was legitimately say, come to prison with me, and you'll right. meet some of the most yeah, racist black guys. Right, but ever that met. was because people were uninformed about the terminology. The same way you've that white people seen are racist. People that were prejudiced, not ra- racism, legitimately mean. Now, prison is interesting because if one of the black guys in prison, like, overseen the whole prison and made moves and made and can shut everything down. That could be racism, because he got real power in there.
0: Does that, what does that have to do with his race?
1: If he's black? Because in our world, black people didn't have that type of power. They didn't own that much. They didn't have that type of power. We knew plenty of white people with that type of power. Okay, A guy in prison who's the head guy and say, you know what? Oh, look, what's up? Oh, you want something to eat? Nah, you ain't eating today. And oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They go to the, the guy at the, what's his name? Yeah, give Luke a piece of bread. He ain't getting nothing else. You know what I mean? You've been—I mean, I don't know if you've been to prison. There's some prisons where, oh, prison. where there's people that run the prison. Yeah, a person, and it ain't—it it could be black or white.
0: I guess I'm just missing what that.
1: Has no, to I'm do saying with. like I had to change my approach because if we talk about it stems from a position of power. Do you agree? Racism stems from a position of power. Well, I, in order to be racism, you have to have, racist, not prejudice. I th- racist, okay,
0: I think what I think what you're saying is that. And we agreed on this earlier in the conversation is that by and large, when somebody has a racist tendency, it's because they're hunting for power, meaning, meaning very few people are going to walk down the street and walk by a black guy and go, yeah, you stupid black and yeah. very few blacks are going to walk down the street yeah. and go, oh, you yeah, stupid right. white. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like there's three black guys yeah. and the white guy walks by and they're trying to feel as though they have power they have, over them. They, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're going to combine the power of our three. You know, our It's like Captain Planet. Our powers combine. Like the three of us black yeah, yeah, guys yeah, yeah, come yeah. together. We can yeah. defeat the white. Yeah. Same way as if three white guys are walking down the street and they see the black guy is different. They can join forces and say, is that
1: what you're saying? Kind of, but more so like this. Put it this way. Okay. If my family... Was I was part of the John D Rockefeller or some major person in this yep. country that had millions of dollars? Right, An elite, an elite, yep. right? If there was a black elite, which we I never heard of, okay, you know, then this whole idea of black people can't be racist because the reason that they say black like a black person can't be racist against another black person is because somebody figured out like no, you're just you're just ignorant and being prejudiced against your own kind. Mm-hmm. Because you can't prevent him from, or stop him, or interfere with anything he's doing. You can't, right? But I, you knew people that were in the other role. Let's take it a step further. Okay, There was a podcast and a lady said, name something, this is back in the day, name okay. something that white people can do that can stop black people from doing, and they gave off three things. It was like education, it was, it was, a, it was like prevent, right? And they gave off, like, three things. Okay. Um, and I'll send you the what's the Because it was interesting. Okay. There was, like, name something that white people can do that can prevent black people from whatever. It was, like, you know, housing, whatever, whatever, right? Okay. She flipped it. She said, now, name three things black people can do that can do the same thing to whites. No one said anything. This is an audience full of a bunch of white people. Okay. And she said, well, that's telling me you're, you're aware and you acknowledge that there is. And that, to me, is, is, is a, 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 from a position of power, which is racism black There's no black elites. There's no black. Even Jay Z, right? They can shut Jay Z down. Jay Z is a billionaire. He when you say they, who can shut him down? The well, we talk about the elites. Okay. I think the elites can shut Jay Z. He's so a billionaire. do you think
0: Barack Obama's an elite?
1: I think, depending on who we're comparing him to. With these
0: elites that
1: you're talking about. I don't think he's in that circle. I don't. I just I personally don't.
0: Uh, uh, why? Because that's what the audience just, is going to want Right, but I just think,
1: because, I don't think Obama, I mean, just because he went to Harvard, he got a really good education, he's very smart, and he has backing because of his positioning. I don't think that he has the power to, to if that's the case, he would have made decisions that, I think Obama didn't make decisions he wanted to make when he was in office. I think he had a political agenda that he had to fulfill.
0: Obviously. Yeah. Well,
1: so so I, what's you, elite I, about that? You can't even make, Trump made his own decisions. He was the first person I seen. I said, I see but your Trump, script, right, but, but Antonio, I want to do my Trump's thing. But
0: Trump's whole position yeah. was to go in and take down the elites.
1: Which I think.
0: When you talk, like all you have to do. Yeah. Is look at who attended Barack Obama's birthday celebration this past year. And oh, Martha's I vineyard. watch it. Can we, Reuben, we got that. Can we pull that up quick? Just, yeah. rattle, just start, pull it up, rattle some names yeah. off. So Barack Obama had a birthday celebration at yeah. his home in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And in a moment, my producer Ruben is going to start rattling off these names. Yeah. And if after hearing this yeah. list of guests, yeah. you can tell me that you don't think Barack Obama is an elite. Now, this, these, this was not a requirement. He's no longer the president. This yeah. was not his political guest list that he was forced to co-mingle with. Yeah. This was the people he selected to be at his birthday celebration. Okay? Trump, Trump wasn't there? What's that? <laughs> don't believe so no but jay-z and beyonce were of course they were okay um and so when you say oh jay-z's not an elite i i would No, i'm saying according
1: to who like yes you're right he could be an elite but well i guess first
0: we need to establish what we mean by that okay and when i when i okay so like to me yeah chris jenner kim kardashian yeah jeffrey epstein Ghislaine maxwell george soros Klaus Schwabe... You know Klaus Schwab is? No, but look sounds him up funny. Because he sounds just like that. Klaus Schwab, yeah. I believed in order to have a appropriate countries, safety <laughs> I know you're amongst t- the I know population. exactly what you're talking about. It's necessary that we have a universal vaccine for all people to this progress our new <laughs> world order. You just wait for him to go, I, it's quite enough, I'm dead. <laughs> and he just goes like. Do you yes.
1: practice this stuff?
0: Like, no. <laughs> no. No, I got, a couple, I got a couple in the cupboard. I could bring out a Yeah, time.
2: man, what? So
1: just like Bill so Cosby. Side job. What the heck
2: is going on here?
0: Side job? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, Ruben, how are we doing on the uh, Obama guest list? We're doing good. What do uh, we got? Steven Spielberg. Steven hmm. Spielberg, only the most influential director in Hollywood. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, only one of the most influential actors yeah. in Hollywood. Dwayne Wade. D Wade. John Legend. John Legend, because you're an elitist. John, John Legend? What? John Legend? Le- yeah, what did he said? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Legend. What's that song? all, the all, the and all, and all your edges. Oh, yeah. Oh your perfect <laughs> I can't hit the high note. Who's the next one, Ruben?
2: And then you also had uh, three video messages from Joe Biden, Justin <laughs> <and Trudeau. laughs>
0: The, the video message video. from Joe Biden went something like, Merry Christmas, Barack
2: Obama. <laughs> And
0: the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and Jesus Christ himself. Anybody, yeah? yeah, Okay, so you don't think Barack Obama's an elite, buddy?
1: So I guess, I guess and this it's is okay for another time. It's okay to be educated. Time. No, 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 it's, it's, it's for another time. Mike, yes. when, when I describe, and I don't wanna, I gotta be a good conscious of my audience, but I have something that may or may not, you know, like give you a different perspective. Now, I do believe Please. these people have power. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the appropriate place for it, because again, when we talk about elites, I think it's another conversation I really do.
0: What, so but that, that's I fine. will agree with
1: you on this. I think those people do have some power. I do.
0: I, I think it goes without, 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 there's no question that when I say elites, okay, th- this is what I mean. Yeah. When something happens, like a man like Jeffrey Epstein is incarcerated, a guy that's lived high on the hog his entire life, right? Has, has made major power plays in, in, on the world stage. Okay. When it's known that he has compromising material on many influential people and he gets arrested. And it's also well known that when you get somebody in criminal investigation and they're by themselves and you make them sit in the corner in a cold room with no food no water somebody comes in with a snickers and a coke and says hey Mm -hmm. my name is detective stevenson listen jeffrey i want to make you comfortable would you you guys are being terrible to him get him a blanket warm him up a little bit he starts to build that rapport then he says okay jeffrey so you're gonna go away for the rest of your life or you could take this legal pad you can start writing down some names of people that you have polaroids of diddling with little kids And maybe, just maybe, you'll go to a nice federal penitentiary with a pool table and foosball and conjugal visits, and it just won't be so bad. Maybe, even if you do five or six years and you're a good boy, we'll let you go right back out to doing what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, a group of people who've been to that island, who have done less than savory activities, make a fucking phone call, and the guy ends up dead. I think that's elite power. Okay. When you have no reason. Yeah. For the people that you just heard on the guest list of Barack Obama's birthday party, there is nothing that intertwines no all of them. There's okay? no commonality. There's no, there you go. There's nothing, there's no commonality that there's intertwines one, one, all of them. There's one, one. Power. Money. Money and power. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. So when we talk about elite and we talk about uh, you know, political um, elite, and global elite, for all that's worth. What I'm saying is when you have things like the, the the, the uh, what's it called? Scott, the G7 summit, is that what it is? Where they all get together and the great luminaries of the, the world. Grand is no, that
1: what Grant Cardone. <laughs> no, that's GrowthCon. No,
0: this is, um, see if you can pull that up, Ruben, the G7 summit. What this is, is this is, they, they gather people from around the world, highly uh, rich yeah. and highly intelligent and influential yeah. people from around the world and they discuss what they believe the trajectory of the world is, okay? And you get people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Jeff Bezos. Um, I don't know if Jeff was on the list, so I don't wanna misspeak there, but I know Gates was. And then, you know, these people all get together, and the, and, and the, (laughs) the things that are spoken about in a meeting like that are things like population, whether there's too many people on the planet Earth, or the population is sustainable, the climate, whether or not it's sustainable, the mining of natural resources, whether or not sustainable, the political systems. And essentially, they make it known they're trying to create a one world currency. They make it known they're trying to create governments that commingle around the world. Basically, what they're doing is they're trying to go. It it is a, a, a globalist agenda. Essentially, they're all trying to get together and say, okay, let's try to have one common money that we can all use. Let's try to have one common agenda that we are all on. Now, Antonio Diaz isn't gonna be invited to that. I'm not gonna be invited to that. Your graduating class at Syracuse ain't gonna be invited to that with the exception of maybe, you know, one uh, son of an elite or a great American family. But what I'm trying to tell you is, there's an agenda at play, okay? And this is not a conspiracy theory, okay? I know there's an agenda. What it is, so, when you go, okay, put a thousand people in a room, okay, and start inducing stress into that environment. Start turning up the temperature, slowly, one one degree an hour, okay, and don't give them all any food. Eventually, or or put, put lions all the way around the perimeter yeah. of that room and slowly lower the fence, right, to the point where at some point they see the claws coming over. Eventually, it's going to get, eventually something is going to get them, right? You're going to have a group of a few people in that room Mm -hmm. that are going to band together and they're going to say, you you know, they're they're all going to, they're going to establish who they are. They're going to get together and they're going to say, listen, we're all fucked if we don't come up with a plan. Okay. That guy over there, the one that stinks and has got his pants on backwards, we can afford to lose him. That one over there that's been, you know, won't shut the fuck up and has been yapping his mouth and I shouldn't be here and I want to go home and I need my mom. Like he's got to go. And they start making decisions for the collective. Yeah, Yeah because they believe they're smarter, Yep. they know they've got more money, and they've banded together, okay? It's human nature, okay? Course, yeah. So when I talk about elitist, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about a club. I'm talking about an ideology that we are the ones who should be spared. We are the ones that are important. We are the ones that have the majority of the resources, so we will make the decisions for the large collective of people, okay? That's what goes on. At something like Barack Obama's birthday party. Okay. They don't all sit around with fucking masks and red robes, like eyes wide shut, and start humming and doing fucking cult dances. That's not oh. what I mean. But I, <laughs> equipment malfunction? You good? No, I
1: seen your foot move, and I was just like, what the? Oh, saw it on your peripheral? Yeah, good, oh.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's an elite coming for you.
1: <laughs> Obama's coming.
0: What I'm saying is, those people, they're having a normal party, right? You could fly a drone through there, and if you didn't have audio on, it would look like any other fucking rich people's party, right? But then Obama comes out with a cigar and goes, Hey, Stephen, how you doing? It was a great great movie you put together there with Hanks. Tom, come over here, Tom. All right. Uh, Michelle, go get me, Tom, and Steve here and a couple more of those Tom Collins. Let's go to this room over here, fellas. Uh, So uh, we all know there's a problem, right? Donald Trump, ah, Donald Trump's a problem. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk. We're going to come up with a plan to make Trump go away. That's what we're going to uh, do. We need to. is yeah. a problem. Right, Antonio? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Stephen, you're coming out with a new movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. Kids are going to like it. We need a political figure in that movie that somehow resembles a likeness to Trump. We've got to make him hate black people. You understand what I'm saying? I don't really feel like we're doing my Barack Obama impression. No, no, no. That's not really my no,
1: point. My point is
0: this: these people in positions of power say, "Listen, we want this gone. Let's figure it out. We need that in more. You know, in, in multitude, let's figure it out. We need these people on our side. Let's figure it out." And and the agenda is created, and then the agenda is followed through. So when you're watching a White House press conference, okay, and the president does something like call out for a political figure who passed away. A year ago and says Jackie Jackie are you in the room Jackie where's Jackie Jackie's not, she's not here oh, I didn't think she'd be here okay when and then and then the, the press secretary goes I don't understand what's so what's so difficult to believe about the president calling out for a dead a dead political figure I mean he, she was top of mind she was one of the people that co-sponsored that bill she was top of mind and then the reporter says yeah you know I go in the car and I listen to you uh, two on the way home and Bono's top of mind but I don't go looking for him you know and then they just act like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. What's the big deal? Yeah. So the president you know, yelped out for a dead person. What, like there's no accountability for these people, right? Yeah. There's always a way to twist the narrative. There's always a way to, to sweep the bullshit under the rug. That's what I'm talking about when I say elitist. Agendas at play, there's people involved and it's gonna be followed through with no matter what. So as that pertains and how that plays into what we're talking about, the only way that's overthrown and I don't mean like, you know, civil war guns and AKs and fucking torches and pickup trucks. I mean, the only way we can start to bust through that and hold those people accountable is if we all come together, right? Would you agree with yeah, this? No, 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 I agree. So just before, I just want to make this point. Yeah. So you would agree with me that if the entire population comes together and says that behavior isn't okay, then we would have a chance to, oh, uh, they, to beat they, it, right? Yeah. Without course. question, of course. So if you yeah. are them, is it not highly beneficial to keep us divided?
1: Oh, yeah. What's yeah. the
0: easiest way to do that? You're black, I'm white. We have a history of these uh, arguments.
1: Uh, right. Continue to, like you said, you're racist. I'm depre- oppressed. I get it. It's been the same narrative for years, for decades. Right. And I get your point. And again, it just gives me Illuminati vibes. Like, I mean, there's certain things I don't look into too much, mm-hmm. but I do know this because I listen to rap, grew up listening to rap. I know. For a fact that something's going on with rap that's similar to what you're talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? They have something. So you're going to do whatever they say because they see your talent and you can't go anywhere because I got something on you. I know, you know, rappers that you mean for the me.
0: same reason Nipsey hustles dead.
1: Well, that's another conversation that we can, you know, we can talk about that. Kanye Jordan, we can keep going. Right. So I get where you're going. I just, my thing is when having that conversation here, my, I'm just, you know what I mean. I, I I like to do more research. Well, it would on make
0: it. for a long ass podcast, and we would yeah. certainly want to know the topic before we right. But, it but that's what I'm saying. Also,
1: you. though, this speaks volumes that somebody's like, "Yo, now you're getting to this is somebody's meat and potatoes." What you're talking about now, literally, because you have a solid point. But remember this: people come up missing, that start to figure it out. Do you believe that?
0: Oh, absolutely! For Christ's sake, Elon Musk just said, "I'm not suicidal." <laughs> Blows open the whole Twitter backstory regarding the censorship right before the election with the Hunter Biden laptop. Why does he immediately feel compelled to say, and I'm not suicidal, because I love my know, life, and I don't want to die? Right,
1: because they're going to push and say that he ended up because he was suicidal. Mysteriously because, fell out a window, but, over-medicated. But, right, right. You know, what's shocking to me, though, whoever, if, again, we are a lot smarter than people give us credit for. You say we, who you're referring we, to? We, the people. The people. The people. Okay. You know, so at some point, somebody, I think the reason Kanye was a threat, <laughs> because he jumped shit. No shit. And I think I think I think it's funny when people are like, He is crazy. I'm looking at it like I don't think he's crazy. Did you see at the all. text messages from the trainer? Yes. Well, don't Kanye, you, yeah, you won't get You better get back You, on better track. Get back you stop in line. doing this
0: crazy stuff or we'll have you right back to zombie land with the right, medications right. and you won't see your kids. And you won't see your kids, right? Cracking <clears> list. <throat> and throat> I said,
1: okay, at some point, right, why don't people still chase wanting to be anything in that category if you know there's a certain point when you get that talented, LeBron James Something comes behind that. Kyrie's not crazy enough to chase that. So they're, they're like, listen, you might, you might be a whistleblower. We, we can't mess with you. But LeBron, remember, we, we honed you since 16 years old. Right. 15 years old. We knew you were going to be great. That's why he was off his millions before he even got to the NBA.
0: 100%. Come on. So you know you're a conspiracy theorist, though, right? Oh,
1: I'm, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm sure. you're crazy. also a racist. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm all a little racist. You fans. hate black people. I hate black people. I hate white people.
0: You know, I'm just using the instruction manual provided by the this mainstream dude, media. This, you, but, well, I'm just I'm just saying because they told me that if you uh, if you if you have conservative viewpoints, if you call out the woke bullshit that goes on in the yeah. mainstream yeah. media, if you believe that the country has actually at one point been okay and a decent place to live, and we were heading in a good direction, and we're not overtly and inherently racist that you must be a racist and hate yeah. black people. Yeah. So I'm just dispelling the fucking narrative. What yeah. camera are we on? That one? I'm just dispelling the fucking narrative right now that here I sit with a highly, yeah. highly accomplished, yeah. highly intelligent. Yeah. You scored way the fuck past me on the SATs. Yeah. My number had a fucking, I don't know, 12 maybe? 1280, does that sound right? 1280's good though. I, I was considered like reasonably smart. I wouldn't yeah. no fucking 18, whatever the fuck you got. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But my point is this, yeah. okay? I've just shown to my audience... Yeah that a black person, yeah. well, you've shown to my yeah. audience that a black person yeah. has damn near the same set of values as me. It's got listen, nothing uh, to Luke, do with race. Nothing.
1: We have, it's, it's not a it the this. fucking
0: mainstream legacy yeah, media.
1: If you, if we did a, if we did a talk show where you never showed our face and you just listen to us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I don't ever think people would try and figure out color. No, they would be interested in the, the conversation. And so, if we can figure that out, you understand There's people that's 19 steps ahead, that as soon as you figure out one thing, they switch the game up uh-huh. and throw you off. Yeah. And the minute we can become, it sucks, I, I can't use the word like I want to, because it's been thrown out, but I'm using it anyway. The one yeah. we, we wake up, woke, mm-hmm. I don't like to use because they just... There's
0: a difference between an awakening yeah. and being woke. Yeah, yeah. There's the minute
1: a, we wake up,
0: yeah, wake up
1: and realize the game that's being played, mm. we're going to make so much progress, but... It takes people like me to allow people to see. And I'm talking to, in this camera, I'm talking to everybody out there who still you know, believe the lie of you are incapable of accomplishing great things because a white man's holding you down. I'm telling you right now, it's a lie. The reason I know it's a lie, because I want you to try this. Put your head down for six months and write your goals down and, and don't let anything distract you and see how far you get to accomplishing that goal. Do that. I guarantee you, you're going to wake up, you're going to look up and be like, you mean to tell, wait, so my goal was to sell this many shirts, this much, this many what's-names in this amount of time, and I did it? So that means Amazon, who's owned by white guys and keeping me, wait, what? That means a shipment company, company doesn't matter if I'm white or black, I they'll ship clothes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but they want us to believe that. 100%. I get it. And it's easier to influence they the want people us to be- in the hood. Oh, yeah. Very. So yeah. guess who's next? My, listen, why do you think it's easy for this country to let people in? They, knew, they need new victims. You get a lot of new people in, it's a reset button for them. And these people, oh, I'm just grateful to be here. Listen, I hear what you're saying, right? But I'm trying to get the same opportunity. And if you're telling me I got that opportunity, what do I need to do to get it? Because I remember watching these movies based on a true story where, where these black women, it was a NASA story, where this chick was like, listen, I want to go to school. You know, I want to go to college. They were like, oh, you can only go to, I think it was a class she couldn't, she, it was just the, the timing or something. Okay. But she went to the guy and said, you're all, you, listen, you're top of your class. You're a judge. You're this and that, right? How would you not want to be the first person in history to allow a person of color to be, in cl- and to be able to attend? Mm-hmm. White dude. He was like, Dang. no, you're right. <laughs> and guess what she did?
0: She went to night school. She was a saleswoman.
1: So guess what, though? If you really want something, you will get it. But if you're determined and don't give up, you could take over the world
0: 100 percent bro so what, what it's important that the audience takes from this okay and we're going to get get to wrapping this thing up what what it's important that the audience understands is and this is why i had you on the show this is why i was so excited about you coming here and i'm so grateful that you did because i knew yeah because of who you are and because of what i've learned about you that the moment that you stepped through the door of that studio that it was going to be nothing but value for these people because i i antonio i can profess
1: yeah
0: and i can preach that racism isn't as bad as they yeah. say it is. That the narrative they're pushing is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That I, that you can do what you want to do. If I, I can yeah. push all these things, but when it's coming from a six foot four, two hundred and seventy five pound, wealthy, successful white boy, it's not going to resonate with no. it, it simply because, and it should. It yeah. should the same way that Denzel's words resonated with me. The same way that Morgan Freeman's words resonated with me. The same way that I called bullshit on Barack motherfucking Obama. The same way I did on George motherfucking or George. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, wait, where should, we going with this, this one? Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well,
0: he, I was I, gonna say George Biden. I don't even like, know his own name, George, <laughs> George. Yeah, it's just me, George Biden, George <laughs> R- Robin Hood hey, Biden. Man, you... So <laughs> my point is this: I'm so grateful that you came on because. I let you flow, yeah, and you you just you yeah. you just uttered yeah. what they've been hearing coming from me yeah. in a different way. Yeah, that's all, and that is don't let anybody else, especially not on a fucking TV in a studio somewhere, somebody whose hands are perfectly manicured yeah. and their skin is baby soft and their nails are perfectly trimmed and they their suit is and they never even fucking stepped in a mud puddle yeah. for Christ's sake. No experiential learning whatsoever. Just people that have read from a book, learned from a professor, sat their ass in a pretty studio, and just reiterated what the man told them to say. Okay, yeah. they're allowing that person to tell them what can and can't be done. When in reality, in the man of the fucking free studios, yeah. okay, I came back from drug addiction, yeah. tackled the world, yeah. stuck, stuck, staked, stuck, stuck. What's the word, boys? Staked, thank you, Ruben. The voice of reason.
1: The voice like of the
0: reason. Lord coming from the clouds.
1: Yeah. Staked.
0: Like your conscience. <laughs> staked staked my claim yeah. to my territory. Opened my stores. Beat the addiction. Recognized my defects of character. Tried to get better and 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 did my thing. Yeah. You Yeah. locked in a basement. Yeah. An orphan. Yeah. Told that you were you were special ed. I was that kid. Take your riddle boy. Yeah, man. Shut up and go over there. Yep. Now you're a pro bodybuilder. Now you're a sponsored athlete. Yeah. Now you're a business owner. Now you're a married man, an entrepreneur, and a motherfucking celebrity in my studio. Okay. (laughs) But what you've done is you've used what you've created to to convey a positive message. So I'm grateful for that. Because you showed them that a black man can agree with a white man. Absolutely. Conversely, a white man can agree with a black man on pivotal issues. Yeah. Really serious, divisive issues. And we just sat here. We respectfully disagreed on a couple things,
1: right? Which, wait, let me correct that. Hit me. I think if the question, because I look back and think a lot of things you said, I just made, I didn't have enough time privately to register what you were saying. Okay, There was was no disagreement. It was the delivery. Because there's a lot of things we, we agreed on. Like we can go back and talk about the elites. We're talking about the same people, but there are... There's a there's a I, I just think there's a gov there's a set of people that control this whole world. I agree. But that's another conversation yes. is what I'm telling you. But there wasn't a lot of disagreements and I think it's something unique about this because I wasn't the one qualified to be having a conversation with you in that gym according to what they already do and what you wanted to do. I wasn't. I was a guy that was chasing a pro card that had some dreams on the back burner. But there was guys that were doing podcasts that was doing this, that were doing everything, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like but we happen to kick it off. right? And I said, the reason we happen to kick it off because we have so many alike, alike views. And quality. The fact that we agree on 99% of things is very scary. And if the audience don't believe that, because when, if I was looking at this, the old me would say, oh yeah, that black, he's just agreeing because he's, he's he didn't grow up in it. Listen, first and foremost, and I want every um, viewer to understand this, I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up in poverty. I grew up with like eating one meal a day, maybe. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich was a luxury. McDonald's was rare, it was a luxury. Like, people don't understand. Like, I know what it's like to struggle. So, when you come to me like you don't get it, this and that, first and foremost, educate yourself. Because once you educate yourself, you're going to stop believing the lie. Mm-hmm. You think I got this far because I believe what people said about me? No. So, why are you doing that? I have proof that what you think is wrong. So you can argue all you want. Right, I'm coming from a, a matter of a fact, I've not lived it. an opinion.
0: I've lived this it. This is no
1: statistics. This is no research. This is a fact. Right. And the scary part is, there's people that are so leftly and leftly and rightly driven that Luke, we can be speaking facts all day and they still won't hear
0: it, bro. We that's that's a whole nother podcast. Okay, that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> bro. Because. I, I, for instance, I'll have customers come into my store and the, the conversation will get political and I'll feign agreement with them. For instance, let me give you, I'll give you a conversation that I had with a, with, an, with a customer about Donald Trump, okay? Now, disclaimer, Donald Trump is somebody who I believe was good for this country, strictly from a policy standpoint, okay? Yeah. I believe that Donald Trump in his policies and his delegation was one of the most effective presidents in our history, yeah. okay? I also believe Donald Trump had one of the worst PR campaigns in the history yeah, of, yeah. of fucking ever, okay? Yeah. You know, I, I, I promised my audience when I started the show that I would be honest, okay? And in what I'm looking to do in media, it's very dangerous to say something I like, know. you like Donald Trump, yeah. but I'm just not going to lie to my audience, yeah. right? Now, do I like Donald Trump's tweets? There was honestly times where I thought maybe somebody else was tweeting for him because I could not possibly understand how somebody could be so intelligent in one respect, but just not get it in another just a straight kid. Just yeah. not get it. Yeah. Just say, what What do you think? What do you think a, a, a 70 year old, something, 70, 70 something year old man saying Crazy Nancy and Adam Shifty Shift. Sounds like a little kid. Yeah, sound like a little kid yeah. throwing shade on the yeah. playground. Like, yeah. you can say, I believe Adam Shift is corrupt. You can say Nancy Pelosi has overstayed her welcome in the house. Yeah. But Crazy Nancy and Shifty Shift and the fake news media, it's like, I know it sounds good. And I know your staunch supporters go, wow, and they wave their signs. But you got to remember, man, you're trying to cater to 328 yeah. million people. Yeah. They're not all gonna, that's they're the not one. all jocks. Nope. They're not all classic hunting Americans. They're not all Ura boys, yeah. right? So, and I tend to come from that upbringing. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to spot that and say, man, that's not really the most intelligent way to go about that. I digress. One thing that I believe is, is kind of a, a, a governing thing here, okay? Um, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're a businessman. Yeah. You're educated.
2: Yeah.
0: You're driven. You're self-motivated and you don't believe that other people can dictate the terms of your life. That is very much the defining characteristics of me amongst other things that will make you you and things that will make me me. Our opinions align. Okay, I go to other people. For instance, I sat on a plane next to... In first class, bought myself first class ticket. I felt pretty good. It's nice up there. Guy, it's it's spacious. Nice. It's nice, man. It's spacious. <laughs> they give you nice drinks. They treat yeah. you like royalty, and you yeah. just get go through TSA quick. I recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Sitting next to this guy, he owns. A, I won't put him on blast. He'll he'll be on here one day, but until he does, I, I won't put his name in the mix. But owns a big like uh, machinery company, earth moving. Right. Super nice guy. Like sat down, and when I sat down, he saw I was kind of dressed like this, and he was like. Mm-hmm. And I looked over and I saw the alligator skin boots and the custom tailored jacket and the, you know, the, the hair coiffed perfectly. And I'm like, yeah, no, I want to this fucking good. Right. Right. And then, you know, I, I just, I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Luke. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'll am leave his name out of it. I'm, I'm Steve. We'll say Steve, how you doing? What do you do, Steve? Oh, I do this. What do you do? Are you some like a uh, weightlifter guy? No, I'm a used car dealer. Bullshit. <laughs> Next thing you know, three and a half hour flight back from Atlanta was over in 20 minutes. We were laughing, best of friends, exchanging phone numbers. Yeah. We went to lunch the next day. Wow. You want to know why? He looked at me. I looked at him. I said, Joe, why are we going to lunch? I just let his name out. <laughs> he goes, it's okay. There you go, Joe. It's all right, Joe. <laughs> um, and he, he he said to me, he goes, Luke, all I know is I met you and I had a fun conversation. I saw a guy who was alive yeah. and was going to get something done. And I'm alive and I'm going to get something done. And I just felt like we had to know each other. Okay. Okay. This is also a guy that showed me pictures of him standing next to Donald Trump at a dinner. You know, knows, knows the guy, yeah. right? Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Yeah. In the course of my life, I've met a lot of people. Yeah. In this latter part of my life, I've met a lot of successful people. i yeah. been very blessed. I've networked with a lot of people that got a lot of money, yeah. a lot of success. And I don't put the two side by side, but they, but they flow together, yeah. okay, because money is freedom.
2: Of
1: course.
0: Every one of them feels exactly like I do about government and politics. Yeah. Every one of them feels exactly as I do about racism, right? Mm-hmm. There are these commonsensical points that keep resonating, yeah. and that is, why does skin color matter? If you can provide me value, and I can provide you value, and we can learn from one another, why would we ever judge each other based on our skin tone, right? Yeah. The, the bullshit that comes from the mainstream media, we recognize it as bullshit. Yeah. We don't sit in our house and ash in our ashtray in our kitchen and drink our paps and go, yep, yep, oh yeah, well oh, yeah, oh, that bastard. Yeah, tell him. Yeah, did you see this one? Yeah, the fucking racist. It's like, stop, stop. Go to your computer. Take the three headlines that you just listened to. Research the people. Yep. Research what they've done. Research the companies. Look at the trajectory of their income in their companies. What's going on? Is there a reason the media is talking about him? Educate yourself. Because what people fail to realize is that there's an agenda, right? The same way you walk into a car dealership and the guy talking to you don't really care what your kid does for recreation. Really doesn't care, okay? He's trying to establish a common ground to sell you something. A relationship. A relationship. So he can sell you something, okay? Just like when you go into, when you talk to a realtor, Right. She doesn't care how big your family is and how sweet your little babies are and whether or not you need a paved or a crusher run driveway. She cares about selling you a goddamn house. Part of that means establishing a common ground. Mm -hmm. So when every other aspect of our life goes down a road where somebody has an agenda, they're trying to sell us something, Mm -hmm. why are people so hesitant to think that that could come from the TV? Do you have any... Can you shed any light on that?
1: Well, I think um, when you are so, I'll I put it this way. When you, could, you can say a lie, and if you say it long enough, you'll start to believe it. Okay. So when you're looking at TV, right, you could be a very smart dude, mm-hmm. but if I made you watch, what is it, Fox, CNN, what's the one with this? It doesn't matter. If I made you watch that every single day, it's mm-hmm. all you watched, mm-hmm. right? Your whole mindset would change. I agree. And you would believe everything. So these people that are not working, that are at home, Mm-hmm. That are collecting checks, that you know, or, you, or at the job watching the news. Most people are entertained by the news. Mm-hmm. It's the only platform they have to get education from. Instead of doing their own research and reading, people just think it's entertaining.
0: You know what I align that with? I align that, that those are the same people in high school when the girl walked in and said, You see Steve? See how the crotch of his pants is wet? He just pissed himself. He just pissed himself <laughs> all over the place. You wanna know why? Because Tommy Tucker told him he' was going to beat his ass in the parking lot, so he pissed himself. <laughs> and then the whole narrative around the school yeah. is that Tommy Tucker's going to beat Steve's ass, yeah, and he yeah, pissed himself. Yeah. Guess what happened? Yeah. Steve filled his Gatorade. right? Tommy Tucker walked by at the same time. Yeah, Somebody saw it and saw an opportunity. Told him Tommy Tucker's going to beat his ass. He pissed his pants. Now the whole school is telling all the other schools and telling, I was almost about to say instant messenger. Goddamn, I'm old, huh? Hopping on social media, telling everybody Tommy Tucker's going to beat this guy's ass and he pissed pissed his pants and everything like that. And it all stemmed from somebody seeing an opportunity and creating a narrative, right? Yeah. And that's, I believe that the same people in our society mm-hmm. that believe the bullshit that yeah. comes from the talking box yeah, on the yeah, wall yeah. are the same people that in high school blindly started passing along the yeah. rumor that Tommy Tucker was going to beat Steve's ass because of the Gatorade piss stain. Exactly. And, th- and that's what we're at. We, we have not evolved from high school. No. We hear something, it victimizes somebody, mm-hmm. it's entertaining, and, and it, Ready? It takes the focus off of us having to be accountable for the things in our lives. We get to just, we meet somebody instead of like here, ready. So you cut ca- Luke, how you doing? I haven't seen you my house things, man. Oh, not bad. Did you hear about Tommy Tucker? You to be Steve's yeah. ass? My God. And it's right to that, past the butt, boom. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable to have to say, Well, Antonio, I see you've done great things, but me, I'm not happy in my life. Yeah. Me, I'm on social security. Me, I haven't been able to find a good relationship. Me, I don't drive a nice car. Matter of fact, I ride the bus. Me and anybody who's on Social Security or rides the bus is not a shot at you. There's plenty of you that have it that way for a reason, and that's what those systems are there for. I'm talking about the people that are perfectly capable of getting a job. Talking about the people that should hold themselves accountable and try to do better in their lives. These are the people that just take and deflect, take and deflect, take and deflect. They don't want to take accountability for what's going on in their own life. They don't want to have to assess. They don't want to have to look in the mirror and say, okay, not happy with what I see.
1: Yeah, I gotta try yeah. to
0: fix this thing. Yeah, no, I believe that the media gives them an outlet mm-hmm. to try to deflect and put the focus on something else. Furthermore, when they go to have a discussion at school with the other wives that are asking them about their kids, hey, didn't your kid just uh, come to school and, and uh, you know wasn't he the one with lice? Yeah, but did you see Kim Kardashian? That's yeah. what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. It provides us with this ability, this outlet to pass the buck. Yeah. So I have, I, I don't have the recipe for fixing it, man. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. But the reason I'm here and the reason this show is here yep. is because those people out there need something other than that goddamn mainstream media bullshit that just pukes out the same horseshit day after day yeah. that creates fear, right? That creates war. That cre- it just creates talking points to try to divide people and to try to keep to try to keep our focus somewhere yeah, else
1: absolutely
0: and they're going to call you a conspiracy theorist yeah anytime you go against that green they're going to call you a conspiracy theorist they're going to say that you're racist they're going to yep. say whatever yeah but that was the point of the show
1: yeah no so To have well, you
0: come on here and to dispel that
1: bullshit great show luke and i got oh um, i'm not done yet
0: I I go ahead though no ahead, i just though.
1: appreciate the authenticity of you know what you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to do because most people are like it's not my problem and we get this bystander effect. And then it becomes everyone's problem because no one dealt with the problem. And that's a problem.
0: Man, you come up with these fucking pieces of knowledge that are just bad. It's like, God no, damn, it's- I just wanna hack this fucking show up and make a bunch of TikToks out of it. Jesus Christ. No, but You're seriously right though, though, yeah, yeah. You're right though, man. You're right. It's, what did you just say again? <laughs> what was that? What Ruben, what did he say? It was like, it hit me. It was like, holy shit. It was like the pass the buck effect. What did you
1: say? No, the, the by-
0: <laughs> bystander effect. Yes, like. yeah. God, man, it's like I talk for circles for a half an hour, and all I got to do is wait for Anthony. And be like, and then there's the bystander effect. <laughs> no, but it's 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 it, it, you
1: know it, it must it, be it's, the college education. Know, yeah. Hey, listen, it, it just flows. You're right, though, man. Yeah. It's
0: it's you, and that's why I love having you on here, and that's why yeah. I wanted you on here because you you just you you put it up and packaged it and delivered yeah. it beautifully. It's what it is. Yeah. No one wants to jump in and say, "Wait a minute," yeah. I'll expend resources and energy and put myself in harm's way to help with that yeah. because they everybody's playing a short game. See, I'm playing the long game. Yeah. I'm looking at my son's five years old. Yeah. What's going to happen when he's 15? Is What's going right? to happen when he's 25? Yeah. That's 20 years from now. Yeah. Look at how technology has pro- progressed in the past five years, yeah. past 10 years, yeah. okay? When I was 28, it, oh God, I didn't want to go back there. People were writing on stone tablets <laughs> with fucking little damn yeah. wedges at that yeah. time. I wanted to ask you a couple things What's up? and we got into such a beautiful conversation that that, that I didn't uh, get to these, but there was a couple things that when I asked some of our viewers what they wanted me to go over yeah. and I said, Hey, you're going to have a big old brolic yeah. black man and a big old brolic yeah. white man. Both yeah. are educated and both everything's fair territory. Yeah. What would you, what would you, what conversation would you want to see transpire? One of the questions was ask him, is he a proud black man? Yeah. Okay. We assumed that was gonna be the answer. Then the next question was gonna be Is it okay for me to be a proud white man?
1: Oh, I love that. Of course. Okay. It's hard to ask me that because if you aren't a proud white man, I'm gonna look at you as someone who's inferior in a beta. Okay. We can't afford to have weak people in a circle. You need to be very happy and confident in who you are. The color, color is very important, but it's not everything. Right. You know what I mean? Why is it important? Because we got to acknowledge different cultures. We got to acknowledge people's different struggles, backgrounds. And I think it's very important that, you know, just people's identity as a, as a whole, we're not the same. Right. And that's the special and unique part about it. That's
0: humans. the value in it that's that's part of the reason that we're enjoying talking to each other right now yeah that that the the question next question should we recognize race should we be aware there are differences and are there differences you just answered that question all three of those all in one and i just want to take it from there and just say very very briefly that's the beauty in it right so when you go to a car dealership all the cars aren't the same Mm. if they were there would be no fun in it why do some people want a red corvette why do some people want a blue Ford Taurus? Yeah. Why do guys like me want a big old black jacked up pickup truck to yeah. tow my boat with? Because yeah. we're all different. Because yeah. you might not want a boat. Maybe yeah. you do. Maybe you want a convertible. Maybe you want a station wagon and put speakers in the back of it. Maybe, yeah. maybe it, bro, that's the beauty in it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Cultural differences are yeah. fantastic. If not, we'd all be eating burgers and french fries.
1: It'd be ba- It'd be bland and basic and boring.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so instead of taking those differences and trying to... Demonize them yeah. and trying to create hatred and and division. They should be reasons for unity, right? I should go to you and say, "Well, you're black. I'm not black. What do black people eat? How do black people dance? Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of music do you guys listen to? I want to check it out. Yeah, I love hip hop. Yeah, I
1: yeah.
0: love rap. Yeah, it's what I listen to when yeah. I, in my headphones yeah. when I'm working out. Yeah. I also listen to dubstep. Yeah, I also listen to some of the heaviest fucking metal there is. Yeah. We just had Marcus Rafferty in here yeah. a couple weeks ago from Mudvayne. Yeah. You know what I don't listen to? What country music. <laughs>
1: That's, that's, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <And that's fun. laughs> We're laughing because yeah. you know it's fine yeah, yeah, and I yeah, know it's yeah, fine, yeah. but you
0: get you know narrative subscribed yeah. people in here, they'd be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, here's wait, what we get here. them
1: if you said, you know what I don't listen to? Hmm. Rap. That would have been hilarious. Oh, if you don't listen to no, rap. No, you check oh, me? this out. Okay. This is how messed up our country is. Right. If you said I listen to heavy metal, I listen to rock, and I listen to, you know, jazz, don't listen to rap. That's okay. Right. And I don't care if you don't listen, me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, that's That's fine. Charlemagne wouldn't think so. But Char who is, listen, and I can't wait. I hope he invites me on the show. I'm telling you. For real. You want to talk about divisive, bro? You want to talk about you a sellout, but that's a different just, story. <laughs> we ain't even gonna get yeah. because listen, I watch these people for years and I realize you have an agenda. Yep. You ain't being real stop, no, man. You no, wasted, no. you don't even send me an in, invite right, because you're wasting my time.
0: No. Because you know this know what he what, does, <laughs> you know what he does? He goes like this. He goes, Hey Antonio, nice to have you here. Yeah. So glad you could be here. Question number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Question right. number two. Did you see? Did, you're did, my friend. Tell you your wife. Yeah. Did you beat this? Come you're, on. You're man. my friend. I like you. Yeah. We're the same. Yeah. We're friends. Oh yeah. What's the hang up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Got him. Got him. Headline. And now, you Charlemagne are. the God dispels Antonio Diaz. That was rough in the headphones. Yeah. Sorry, Ruben. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a member of the mainstream media. Yeah. Ding of course. Can you on. Get the ding sound effect what i love about it post-production
1: is. that's cool <laughs> this guy exists that's so funny
0: ruben's awesome um differences in our paths to success our upbringing yeah. being so different yeah okay how do you think that played into how you got to where you are today i think we've already because answered I, this. I
1: think that any i mean i know you heard the whole tough time produce you heard that quote a tough times produce tough people or something you know, like know, that tough people tough okay. people this okay. week i mean okay. i think and and I think that I had tough times. It produced a you know strong man, but strong men, if you don't do it right, can produce weak men. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to take my tough times and help my kids become warriors, because that was the conclusion of that quote. and I think because of my tough times, everybody will go through a struggle. Mm-hmm. You can try to dodge it all you want. Life will hit you with something, and I got hit early in life, and I'm grateful for that, because some people get hit. You later really in
0: life. are grateful for. Oh, that. Absolutely. OK. Listen,
1: bring the smoke. I want all of it. You know what I mean? Because I know it's real. You're going to get hit.
0: Spoken like a champion. You get what I'm saying?
1: Like you're not. You trying to avoid life, dodging reality, dodging the fact that you have responsibilities. It's only going to kill you. You need to conquer it. Mm -hmm. You need to listen. This has. And again, maybe it's. I know it's a testosterone thing. Because genetically, I don't have high testosterone, but it's like you were built to be a warrior. Why are you playing small? Mm -hmm. Oh, I get it. You fell into the narrative of a TikTok and this and that and you doing all these weird dances and you ain't you aren't making any money. Right. You ain't changing any lives. You're not making you're not creating any movements. You ain't writing any legislation. You're you're this is gonna sound mean. You're not wasting space, but you're not being productive. Right. You need to experience real life to value life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How do I value where I am? Because I know where I came from. Yep. You know what it could be. I know I know what it was. Right. Forget that. I know what it was. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back there. You don't. No. So, let's not even look in that direction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, man. I I am so so grateful that you were here today. I uh my head's spinning, man. It's just so amazing to me. It's so amazing to me how we can watch the TV. We can watch the mainstream shows. We can stay fixated on all these people who are celebrities and billionaires and they just bring forth this information and it's, it's served to you on a silver platter mm-hmm. or in a McDonald's bag and you munch it and you gobble it and everybody buys it and everybody believes it. But when you talk to the people that are creating, when you talk to the people that are accomplishing great things, okay? It's so funny, man. Everybody I have in this studio, our thoughts, our opinions, our feelings, I try to argue, I came in here today with the attention, with my notebook, to disagree. I really did. I wanted to have little, comfortable, friendly arguments so we could show people listen, it's not about race, it's about differences in people and opinions, and there are differences in culture, and sometimes that could spur an argument. But Antonio and I are gonna show you how you get to the other side of it, and that's how we we became friends. But I couldn't do it because we agree on too goddamn much. the wrong person on me man. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry if they I did, would, they wouldn't like us they, for cnn
1: i don't yeah they would we would be bored. but the the good part is this is shine light on that there are people out there luke who's from a completely different background but have the same ideation you know what i mean like, yeah we can meet and listen we take different routes we're meeting in the same spot 100 percent. there's a lot of people like that but some people are further on their path some people are closer but when you get somebody, the scary part of having somebody that disagrees with you is nine times out of ten, you're not gonna change their mind. Right. And it's very toxic because you're gonna be arguing with someone who just don't get it.
0: We don't get and it. And that's so bad. And their ideas are I based like on facts.
1: right. You ever argue with someone where you're like, listen, can you just hear me out? You're responding, you're not even listening Before to me. Before I even speak. Yep. Yeah. I can't it's never it's never it's toxic. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I say you're going to get somebody in here that disagrees. Mm-hmm. And you got to think of your approach like Jesse Lee.
0: I'm going to have to hunt for it now. You're,
1: you're, but no, you're going to get it cause, mm-hmm. because cause the world's going to give you what you want. I believe God's going to put it right in front of you. But you're going to see how it's almost aggravating to the point where you're like, yo, this person is blinded. Like, are you okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm serious. I know people that oh, legitimately. You and me both, bro. You're Luke. You're going to be like, yo, is this real? Right. But our hope, we are people that hope we can educate people and help them. Yeah. But people that are disagree, disagree, I've been there. It's like- now You're
0: talking about the people that enter the conversation and they've already disagreed. They, they, Their mind is made up. Man, they hate you because you're white. I go into a conversation hoping to gain knowledge. I go into a conversation yeah. hoping yeah. to learn. Yeah. And if I believe, if I get halfway through the conversation and I believe that my point that I'm trying to drive home yeah. has now been discredited, yeah. and I've learned that this person's yeah. opinion, point, position, yeah. whatever- is stronger than mine, and yeah. that I was wrong. Mid conversation, I'll yeah. shift and yeah. I'll start going. You know what, man? I appreciate that. I didn't know that. Yeah, actually, kind of changes the way I view the thing. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, tell me more. Absolutely. You know what? That's looked at as? weak. That's what they would like you to believe, which is fine. They would like yeah. you to believe yeah. that that's weak. Okay, or being a beta, but exactly. But here's yeah. here's the bottom line. Yeah. Okay. You and I agree on a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. You and I have both accomplished success. Yeah. You and I, I don't think, lose sleep over what's going on in other people's lives, no. okay? We are also both on a trajectory yeah. towards success mm-hmm. and we are not bothered by the bullshit, okay? Nope. I'd like to explain why that is to my audience. Yeah. That's because we are too goddamn focused on being productive, okay? I don't have time to buy into the bullshit, I don't have time to incessantly watch the TV and yeah. say, feed me what I need to know. Yeah. What I do is I create. I progress. Yeah. I move forward for the sake of myself, my success and my family. And if along the way I hear some white noise and that white noise says, hey, there's something going on that you might want to concern yourself with. Yeah. We're near an election. You're going to have to pick a leader.
1: Yeah.
0: There's conflict that might come your way. You're going to need to pick a side or at least be educated on it. Yeah. Then I go, I listen a little, and I research. Then I draw my own conclusion. Nine times out of 10, the conclusion is, well, that's fucking bullshit. They've tried that many times. I'm going to go back to creating. But the common theme is when you are so focused on trying to progress yourself and your family, when your primary focus is on getting better, bettering yourself, bettering your spirit, bettering your mind, bettering your physique, there's only so many hours in the day that will be occupied by you trying to make progress. You won't have any time to worry about the bullshit. And the people that I have on this show and the people that I continue to meet just don't have time for the bullshit. So I compel you, my audience, I compel you to start filling your days with productivity. Start becoming like Antonio Diaz if you're a young aspiring black man. Listen to the words that he said. Don't let the narrative hold you down, don't let the people that want you to believe that white people and institutional racism and critical race theory is, is oppressing you and, and holding you because this is a shining example of the fact that when you don't buy into the bullshit and you just say, I don't care what you put in front of me, I'm going to continue to go in that direction. And I'm going to get where I'm needing to go, regardless of what you do, they can't affect you. And he's a living example of it. If the words of the narrative were true, And if the words of those people were accurate, you would not be an IFBB pro. No. You would not be a successful businessman. You would not be an influencer. You sure as hell wouldn't be sitting in that chair. And I wouldn't have paid to fly you in from Arizona (laughs) to be on my show. Right. All you have to do is believe in yourself and not buy into the bullshit. It's very simple. Me, I was in prison not too long ago. I had a terrible drug addiction. I robbed a bank. They wrote me off, man. A long time ago, they wrote me off. And they should have, and rightfully so. I burned every bridge I ever crossed, but I made a change. I made a change and I decided to get better. And I decided to buy into the, the fact that a good moral compass would guide me in the right direction. Yeah. And I decided to take to my work with such a vicious work ethic that nothing, I didn't have time for anything else. And along the way, I found myself a wonderful woman and I got married and we had a beautiful child. And she has a a son from another relationship and he is a beautiful human being. And he is part of our family and we are this unit that is impenetrable. And I have a beautiful life. I got my studio, my little piece of the world here. I got my production staff that I'm very thankful for. I get guests like you that come in here and provide value for my audience. And it's all on the back of my hard work. And you know what I don't have time for? The bullshit. I ain't got time for it. All right. Antonio Diaz, IFBB Pro. Why don't you hit him up with your social media?
1: All right, so you can find me on Instagram. I just created a TikTok same uh, handle, uh, the real Antonio Diaz underscore ADK, really simple. the real Antonio Diaz, underscore ADK and um, you will see that I do a lot more than just workout. but for the main part, I try to provide information and knowledge and education around trying to keep people healthy. On the other side, I'm passionate about leadership, so you will also find that um, I have another business account. Called ambitiously dedicated, um, where it's a, it's strictly about leadership, changing you know making young young boys men. Mm. What that's what that looks like, how to change organizational structure, and you know it, I just have to I believe that th- this country's lacking leadership. That's what I firmly believe, and I believe it's it's easier to change a, a boy than a man. Agreed. So, you can find me on TikTok, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook as well. I do have a website, guys. But listen, we're going to the top, like we said. Mm-hmm. We're going to change lives, and I want people to know if you don't believe in yourself, I do. So whoever's out there, believe in yourself, and if you don't, we do, and we will continue, but you need a little faith, and you got to know. I get people telling me all the time what they can't do. Tell me what you can do. Right. If not, try.
0: Tell me what your skills are.
1: That's it.
0: And, so. we'll, and we'll hone a dagger out of it and we'll cut through the bullshit. Absolutely, right? man. Thank you so, so thank much, Thank you, Luke. Brother. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. This is the man of the free. That's Antonio Diaz, IFBB Pro. I'm your boy, Big Luke. Luke Lunk, the man of the free, and we are done. Thank
1: Root, you. Root. Big Luke. Yes. Oh, That's thank you right. guys. What would you think, man? That
2: was, good. was it Woof. good? Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: That was fun. Hey, Luke, man. Oh,
2: thank you for getting me up. my